0: That's a hot take. (laughs) Swing it around, America's
1: planet, because that's what America's supposed
2: to be. It's supposed to look like terminally Chill. The the insurance
1: commercial has a fat ass, but, like, no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. (laughs) No,
2: goddammit. Isaac, new noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip, Isaac, a new one today.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like... touch my records ever Hey what's up guys welcome to hot takes it is I young Shiro and Dr. Chris's empty chair I guess skeleton lipstick is gonna make a grand entrance any minute now I think he uh I think he forgot that it's hot takes time um Welcome everybody, Uh, anybody that's new to Hot Takes, this is a uh, bi-weekly internet radio show slash talk show slash interactive chat slash podcast known as Hot Takes. Uh, The takes are mostly mild but sometimes hot. Uh, We do strong opinions, we do arguing, we do debates, we do discussion, we do anything you want. We just don't do racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, none of that. Thankfully, I'm really proud of the Hot Takes army. I've not once, not once ever had to call anybody out, ban anybody, or uh, talk to anybody. Everybody's been cool. Um, welcome, everybody. We've got some mods in the house today. I want to introduce our new mods. Indie Advent, Rail, Zodikus Karamazov, who also is the Hot Takes homie of the day. Shout out, Zodikus. And Quiz. Don't, I don't see Quiz in here, but I'm sure he will be soon. Uh, as a uh, formality, also uh, Dr. Chris and Lex are mods as well. So y'all behave yourselves. Um, since um, the Bermuda Triangle seems to have swallowed up Dr. Chris, I'm going to start out with a recommendation. Actually, I have lots of recommendations. I have been on a vaporwave. Oh, there's a cat. Oh my God, do you guys see that cat? Oh, maybe my co-host will be a cat. But anyways, um. I've been, uh, I've really been on a vaporwave train lately, and I, oh, we, we lost? We almost lost her, yikes. Um, you can can go ahead and mute yourself if you want to. Here he comes, here he comes. Hey, welcome to Hot Takes, Dr. Chris. (laughs) Hi! Happy I could
2: make it. How's everybody doing today? We got a packed house, man.
1: I laid down the law, introduced the show. And uh, Lux dropped out for just a minute, but she's back. Um, I'm going to start out with the recommendations, if that's okay. Um, I have so many, but at the very, very top of the list, if you guys have not heard VCR Classique, VCR Classique, it's fitting that I bring this up on Lux's episode. VCR Classique is one of the best modern iterations of late-night lo-fi I have ever heard. And specifically... I I agree with that. The album Exotics on Business Casual is full of just wall-to-wall, extremely romantic, just going back to the Skyline penthouse suite at 4 a.m. after a night in the ballroom type vibes. When you're so exhausted, the sun's coming up, but you don't have to do anything. You're going to sleep in your big Mm -hmm. comfy bed and possibly enjoy some passionate lovemaking before um, spending some, some time just relaxing highly recommend VCR Classique um, what did I say it's called Exotics you can find it on BizCaz87 Guy's got a lot of other albums thank you for uh, thank you for posting Indie he actually just released sadly what is I suppose to be his last album so oh, definitely really? I didn't know that apparently I mean I hope it's I kind of hope it's not really his last album I'm just starting to get into his disc so I want to hear more so check out VCR Classique guys and uh, we got Chris with the hot take.
2: Yeah, I'm also going to say, while we're on the subjects of VCR-named bands, or producers, that is to say, uh, I'd like to, like to also recommend that people listen to VCR Not, who I think is a phenomenal synth-based vaporwave producer who makes very woozy, interesting textures. And, um, you know, it's, it's a sound that I think has... You know people have explored before but when i hear him do it i hear a lot of passion and i hear a lot of creativity and there's um i think at all of his albums new islands screens of solace and destination are all extremely extremely great experiences and there's one song by him called dark passenger and it's um it's Damn. one of my favorite tracks in general so i definitely recommend listening to it. if nothing else i mean just all of it but you know direct recommendation for the song dark passenger by VCR. not and uh you yeah, should drop that very in chat rate it very I underrated. need to check that guy I will out. Drop that, uh, Barry. I think he's very underrated, or not really underrated so much as just unexplored. I think he's a you know a wonderful artist, and I would like more people to check him out. You see, are not? Um, Hell yeah! Okay, hot
1: take. Hot take, man. Go for it. Okay,
2: my. Sure, ma. You know, my really my hot take is. Um, huh. So basically, how do I phrase this? Um, you know, a really important portion of uh, the vaporwave scene involves a lot of ambient music, right? Sure. And whatever you want to call that, sometimes you can you know, basically just call it like an ambient vaporwave. Um, sometimes it's a dream punk sort of vibe. Sometimes it's a, um, you know, just a straight-up ambient vibe. But my my thing about this music occasionally is that a lot of people do it. And a lot of True. people have been doing it for a long time. And sometimes... Just doing a haunting tone, I don't think it's enough anymore. I think that when this music gets made, that you have to understand that like a lot of people have done it, and a lot of people are doing it, and it's a sound that's really been established pretty <coughs> thoroughly. And if you're gonna okay. do it, like, I need some fucking more creativity aside from a haunting tone that just sort of like blends like forever. Like, I really am a big fan of like Trape's. Trape's I think does this. in Trape's is very way.
1: very eerie music.
2: Yeah, Trape's is wonderful, right? Now, yeah. Trapes, I think, does this kind of music in a way that sounds like him. Like, it's the same thing I've maybe mentioned before about some classic vaporwave-style music. It's like, well, if you're going to do this then you really need to bring something new to the table. There needs to be like a cohesive sound to it and something interesting that you're doing and maybe a really, really uh, kind of eye-grabbing and attention-grabbing theme to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I feel like that kind of music is now getting into a bit of an issue that some classic vaporwave occasionally would get into (laughs) in that it's becoming a little bit disposable. It's becoming a little bit everything sounds exactly the same. It's becoming a little bit of like,
1: where's the fucking creativity? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a hot one, man. Out of curiosity, I mean, did just, you ever yeah, fuck with, like, ambient music? Like, Tim Hecker? I know oh, you love 10 Tricks Point Ever, so... Yeah. Well, 10 Tricks Point Never, I don't even know what to call that. You know what True. I mean? He, he's, like, he pushes every button.
2: That's not... That's a whole other, other universe of sound. I mean, that's my favorite artist, right? I mean, I don't think yeah. I'm saying anything controversial, by saying, like, there's a lot of people in vaporwave Wave who would consider that, and all of, his, all of his extended works, whether that be, you know, Ford and Low Patton or Games, or... Um, you know obviously the the echo jams right you know like that's that's just that's the guy right there right you know, yeah that's something whole di- wholly different but I'm talking about sometimes it's an ambient music that's just a long tone that's drawn out yeah. the whole thing and you you know I don't know it's I think that you know we've got to push it a little bit harder occasionally right you got to push even if you don't want to change up the way you're making it push I mean we need
1: innovation everywhere a bit more a little bit theme yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's really hard because it's like, you know, there's a lot like you mentioned Tim Hecker. There's a lot of people who are doing this extremely well and have a very yeah. established career. And like, I don't know, man, if you're going to if you're going to get into that world, you gotta, you really should really should look at it as a challenge to yourself to compete against the best people. Not compete, yeah. but to, to hold your music. Against the very best in that genre, and I think this goes for any kind of genre. To stand out, when you make music, when you make music, you should write your music and then listen to like your favorite artist that makes music similar to that, and just see like you know, is this like, am I in the same vein right now? Am I in the same world of this? Like how? And if I'm not, maybe I should go back to the drawing board and get a little bit more creative, put a little bit more time into this, and really meditate on what I want it to sound like. And I don't know. I mean, that's my hot take for today. Is that's a good hot
1: take? i uh, a, i'm having uh, it's a, it's i'm seeing a tick. lot of people in the chat reference desert sand is warm is it is warm or feels warm It feels warm desert sand feels, feels warm, warm at warm. night which at does night. a lot of um original compositions uh slush way based on original yeah. compositions it so it's pretty uh pretty exciting um they're also wanting to know what our favorite tim hecker albums are i'm gonna go with harmony and ultraviolet what about you
2: Violet's wow, really good um let me think about that one because obviously like you know i mean i think the one that like really turned me on i think that probably turned on a lot of people is, is rave death right yeah like that 1972 the album, like, or whatever that the first one yeah rave death 1972 yeah. but at the same time like um i uh, you know sometimes I, I listen to i've been listening to love streams a lot actually lately and um yeah it changes a lot Gotcha. Uh, you know, rave death. You always come back to rave death, but uh, I don't know. We've I mean, been into love streams lately. Yes.
1: Well, before we introduce our lovely, highly anticipated, excited guest, I have a uh, controversial question um, that, that uh, she's going to really have a lot to say about. Um, I know you don't really like uh, like probably ranking things, but I just got to know, man. If you had if you had to if you had to be on a desert island and you could pick Ford and Lopatin or you could pick games, which one would you pick? You can only like pick and one, Patton. Ford and Low Patton, Ford and Low right?
2: Low Patton. I know that uh, that um, I know that they, that I will get some disagreements from that from some other people possibly, but uh, oh, just Ford and Low Patton is just like there's just so many sounds for me to listen to on it. Like I can listen to that album, and there's like so many different um, textures and sounds that are can be discovered in every song. So right. for me as a synth as a synth guy, you know what I mean. And me as somebody who really likes synthesizers a lot. It's a fun album to listen to because I can tell that those two guys are having a really fun time, just kind of exploring their synthesizers and being yeah. like, "Oh, let's try this one. Oh, let's put a little bit of this one on here." You know, what I mean, it feels like like a, you know what I mean? It feels like a, a warped, like a warped yes album. You know what I mean? That's like such an kind interesting of like, and cool description. I love that. Yeah, it I just love that like it's a like concept a, album too. Yeah, that too. So it's really fun, but. Um, this is, you know, and also there's I guess just more music under that moniker in general. True.
1: True. Well, but I don't I, let me tell you Shadows and Bloom gets played at almost oh, every family yeah. really chill that I
0: Shadows do. and <laughs> Bloom so.
1: is a solid fucking track. I'm trying to figure out which one is my favorite because it keeps rotating. Probably Midi Drift is good too obviously. Oh you know, my god all good. But there's only It's, like, it's an EP Planet Party time. dude Planet Party Just that like yeah, wailing guitar dude I'll take Planet Party <laughs> yeah. oh, I yeah, wish oh, they would I make Some there, more of that music man
2: The first time I saw Like there was a music video For Planet Party And it was like One of the first oh, times i have so cool. seen that concept uh, that con- well, I mean, I don't think it's on YouTube anymore. But it's one of the first times I'd seen that concept of like repurposing um, these like memories from VHS tapes and uh, and like family get-togethers and putting them into like a uh, into a music video format. And I remember thinking that was like, oh, that's fascinating right. Right? of uh, of using this media to uh, ev- you know be evocative of a certain type of feel, you know, oh, uh, man. A-, a certain type of lost feel. Like I hope somebody has that like, some saved somewhere. Videos. Yeah, but like it's like when they like, I remember watching the Planet Party video and there's like scenes of people like going to visit like amusement parks and like clearly these amusement parks aren't even around anymore or footage from some weddings. And so it's just really evocative of the idea of like the promise of a better tomorrow. Right. But like the music, you know, like, you know, it gets wavy, it bends, it pitch bends, it melts a little bit. And it's like, you know, there's this promise of everything being okay. But is it? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that happened happen to anybody mm. in these videos. Super surreal. Anyway, interesting stuff. Love it. I just had to I'm ask because um,
1: Lux has some pretty strong opinions about that uh, that duo. So do you think our guest needs any introduction? I mean, should we just bring um, her on? Or should we yes. sing her praises she's for like, a few minutes?
2: We'll sing her praises for a moment. It's Luxury Elite. Right. It's a, you know, obviously a very important person to you, but also in general someone that we've both known for an extremely long period of time. Um, constantly inspiring uh, extremely supportive one of the kindest people I've ever met and uh, just by a mile uh, one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met too when it comes to cult music and subculture music in general like this is a, a person who has done her homework and the reason she does the homework is because it's just so much fun for her you can just oh yeah whenever you speak to her you can she feel is a how much reservoir passion of and knowledge. love and con- passion, love and connection that she uh-huh. feels to this music you know what I mean it's extremely sincere and, you know, it is. It's, it's uh, one of the reasons uh, you know, you know, I've been friends with her for, and you as well, been, and, and, you know, obviously involved with her. But prior to that friends with her for so long, it's just because it's such a, such a wonderful, interesting, uh, human being in general. You right. Know
1: I, mean? I don't want to tell her story so, for her, but she got enough. her start with the uh, SPF 420 group. Shout out SPF 420 in uh, turntable. Uh, Big mm-hmm. fan of yeah. Black Moth Super Rainbow. Apparently, Vaporwave started oh, due to sure. a small group of Black Moth Super Rainbow fans. So, uh, Lux is... I, I, I don't want to tell her story, but she's been, she's an OG, and she invented late-night lo-fi, sure. or at least coined the phrase, and had several uh, successful record labels, most notably Fortune 500 yep. records uh, in, what, 2012, yeah. 2013, 2014. Yep. Uh, she ran radio shows like Neon Nights... She's performed in the URL sphere and IRL. Um, many countless people look up to her. I don't think there's anybody that could say anything bad about uh, uh, Luxury yeah. Elite.
2: And, and, of course, I Lux and I have the Lipstick Elite album that we made together. Of and, course. of course, it, that.
1: Absolutely. Iconic. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We are about to reveal Luxury Elite. So y'all go ahead and close your eyes and... Hey, what's up, Lux? You want to go ahead and come off mute? (laughs) (laughs) Got him. What's up, Lux?
3: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Don't it look pretty, you guys? Look look at uh, her.
1: She is such a looker. (laughs) L in the chat for Lux.
3: (laughs) Why? I wasn't going to reveal my face. I'm not going to do that. It's not part of the Lux thing. Damn, this
1: chat is going Crazy.
3: I you uh, know 69 people. Some oh,
1: 69, nice.
3: Cheers, people.
1: You want to um oh you want to tell us what you think of uh, uh Ford and um, Low patent being the objectively better um.
3: oh, I, I, already is, I already
1: know Lux is I already know Lux is I already know she's
2: not going to agree with that. That's okay, no. you know? No, that's fine.
3: Seems as far superior. Sorry
2: guys. Uh, I you know what? And that's I a total Oh, look, I totally get it. You know, absolutely. And um, you know what? Like, I play a lot of games at the dance parties. I I enjoy the sound of, uh, you know, we, go ahead. Someone else talk for a minute.
1: (laughs) So, Lux, people are saying your mic's a little quiet. I just turned you up. We turned her Um, up. Not sure.
3: How do I sound now? I have, like, my mic literally at my mouth.
1: Yeah, so I I I turned her up,
3: and
1: and hopefully that helps a little bit. No, I didn't turn. I didn't turn you down. I turned her well, uh, up. Should we turn us down? Is that like? I don't think so. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, Groovy right, says right. perfect. Thanks, Groovy. Um, oh, thanks, says, well, well uh, I guess Ford and Lou Patton's not for everybody. Oh well.
3: I, I mean, well, look, I like some of those songs. I I will admit some of it was interesting to me. I just. I don't get Airbird. I don't get Joel. I'm Damn.
1: sorry. I love Airbird.
3: Not, not
1: so much Tiger City, but I love Airbird. Damn. Uh, that's I cold.
3: Tried. Hey, it's hey, big. okay. New Pig. Also, hella controversial. I I still oh. actually not really listen to Tim Hacker. I what? gotta be honest. I know that's that's weird. Everybody's talking about favorite Tim Hacker albums. Also, shout out to the Tim Heidecker best ambient album comment. Yesterday. Yeah, that was, I was funny. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, the other thing, like, Lux, is that you are a big fan of, like, so maybe I, I could see that, because honestly, you devote a lot of your time and energy to really studying these obscure 80s and, uh, and, and like, late 70s sort of, um, uh, you know, yes. garage acts, you know what I mean, these synthesizer-based yes. acts from that time period, and so... Whereas, like, maybe you're not spending a lot of time on the ambient Tim Hecker stuff, the amount that you're digging into uh, just the obscure knowledge of that kind of music, I mean, who's doing that?
1: Seriously. I've seen some amazing. of these deep-cut like, playlists. I used to love
2: Neon Knights because I could hear so much interesting picks from Lux. Just, like, the encyclopedic novel no, knowledge of these cult musicians was just... Um... Yeah, which is like a gift, you know what I mean? It was great. It's pretty amazing. I loved loved learning from it, yeah.
3: Thank you. Yeah, um, Yeah. I, I think part of it is that whenever I disappeared in 2016, I feel like I kind of like tuned out of a lot of internet music or like years where I could catch up on like cool, like random shit I'd find online through like my Facebook homies. And I mean, I I missed out on fucking years of vaporwave, but like I really dug deep in like new wave and post punk, and I feel yep. like I've I'm just now kind of surfacing out of that. I mean, it's so cool as fuck, of course, but I just I don't know. I'm finally slowly but surely catching up with internet <clears throat> music I've missed. Um, you I go through I different phases in life, you know. Sucks. True. I know that Spotify sucks, but I've been using Spotify in my car just to catch up on shit, and it's been quite useful. Buck, sure. I mean, it works sometimes. Really yeah.
1: I and mean, they don't pay nobody anything, but I mean, it's great for discovering new music. I get it. Well, you,
2: you, you know, everything is complicated. It's, never, nothing it is. Is, it's um, not black so or white. It's easy to designate as this or that. Oh, sure. it's, things have utility, and then things have, the, have, have their problems as well. And I don't know. We're just doing our best to navigate. And we're 100%. trying to fucking get access to cool music, too, at the same time, and get access to artists we might not always get access to. And to really, you know.
1: Lux, do you you want to describe some of your favorite music for us? Oh, that's fun, yeah.
3: (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Good question. I mean, here lately, I mean, of course, I've been trying to get back into vaporwave things. I've, 2020 and 2021, I've spent so much money on tapes. So much (laughs) money on tapes, trying to catch up with everything. Um, Actually, just got my autograph. uh, Very cool. That That guy's really skilled.
2: A, uh, I would get um, him on the show at some point too. I yeah, I would be some. down. Yeah. His his that that unit that man must have such an interesting past because nobody procures that many synthesizers without having some kind of interest. Yeah, didn't we talk like, about that last week? <laughs> I think we did. I did yeah. say this last week. Like having some kind of
1: yeah, we did with Alex.
0: That's yeah, right. I remember right.
1: that. So you got uh, the autograph
3: tape, all right? I got that. I I like. I've been listening to. During work, whenever I've been, like, hella stressed out, I've been listening to a lot of, like, Weather Channel 90s smooth jazz that's, like, really I gotcha. fucking tremendously. love
2: it, man. Yeah, I yeah. fucking love it. That's, that's, that's amazing. Works. This one's it's for a, real. I, you know, like, that's, like, the thing about people who are into vaporwave is just the idea of, like, you know, this, like, McGruff crime dog, like, tape from 1985 <laughs> that was given as <laughs> <us> a <laughs> promotional tool for, like, Kids in the Dare program, like... I'd like to experience right. like this and just like, <laughs> let's know,
1: listen to all like these a... tapes
2: from Kmart, like opus yeah, number exactly. one slaps. <laughs> it does. But just the idea of like, you know, studying this music that was made to be disposable, you know what I mean? It's yeah. very interesting. And I think that's like a, one of the big uh, one of the big founding blocks of like vaporwaves, like studying these things that were determined to be disposable. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, 100. Somebody or, chop and or, screw or, or, the or script. To only, song,
2: or music that was only to be appreciated in one small... That was designed to be appreciated in a small time period for a specific reason. Yeah, like And then net. to be, like, ignored after. And then to just take that and find it and to be like, let's study this a little bit, actually. Right. How interesting.
0: Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very immersive. Like, it's very... Like, it puts you there. I don't know about you, but, like, the Weather Channel... I mean, when did they stop doing that? You know what I mean? Like, but...
3: I mean, just kind of reminds not local of... on the 8s. It's just they don't use the smooth jazz, easy listening music kind of Oh,
1: thing that's
2: anymore. so sad. I
3: know. Like, they've actually played songs with vocals, and they played, like, pop things. And I'm like, what? This isn't the Weather Channel. I right. you know love the the weather it for channel it the, morning.
2: the Weather Channel is supposed to feel like this random black hole in the middle of your cable stations that you're, like, scrolling through. And it's, like, commercial, music video early morning TV program, Saturday morning cartoon, and, and you just click this one thing, it's just, it's just like, it doesn't look like anything else. It does, it's so out Boom, of place. Boom, stomp, just, clap like, with a channel. Just like this blue and green, like, digital grid with, like, jazz in the background. like. Yeah. And you're like, what world, did I just accidentally, like, enter some other world? Because this is, nothing else on television looks like this. And, and there's no humans. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, I mean, it's true. I actually, back in the day, whenever I was, um, younger my two things that i would like randomly flip to just were the sneak preview channel like post preview mm. guide sneak preview channel Yes, I previews for hours i did that like, too was 1998 and mm. then i was watching i would watch weather channel and then like whenever i was in high school or like whenever it was like summer I would stay up till 2, 3 in the morning and I would just watch Weather Channel and then fall asleep to it eventually. So I'm like, no wonder I got into Vaporwave. This I know, make right? Right?
2: So <laughs> <That's laughs>
1: pretty adorable.
2: I, I used to watch those preview channels as well and it would be just so interesting because it's just like everything is just like, it's, it's just like this could happen. You could see this. You could right. see that. Yes. It's, it's like, but it's, you, know, you yes. just like imagine what this movie would be in your head, especially if you were a young kid and you'd watch these previews and like, that's all you had was your imagination to think, I wonder what that movie's like. And right. Then, right. You know.
0: You see I love that you guys
1: came to Vaporwave because it, like, reminded you of things that you had experienced as a child. Meanwhile, like, I didn't have TV growing up, but still love Vaporwave because, like, it leads me <laughs> to nice. all these things that I've never heard before. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And then find the source track. be like, yeah, that's, that's, really like, yeah, that's a real good, you know. <clears throat> so let's let's get
2: back to that then. So, Lux. Um, yes. I- I remember you before you were even doing Luxury Elite. You know what I mean? I know. Oh, wow. I, I met you before you were even doing Luxury <laughs> Elite. I know. And, I was
3: and, like your second and last and FM commenter. Spoiler alert. Do
2: you were? <laughs> <laughs> I just Excuse remember me. like, how did, and then I remember just, um, you know, I, I was on, I was on airlines and I remember like getting, uh, you know, friend requesting people like you and George and just remember being like, I guess this is what we do now. We this is how I meet people that like music similar to me. You know Shout out I mean? airline tapes, by in the Facebook way. Facebook groups. Yeah. It's like I meet somebody in a Facebook group or I meet someone who's posting in the same like Facebook things that I'm posting in. And like, and I guess now we just friend each other and now we're friends. Yeah. And then we talk and I remember being like, what a fascinating concept. and like, what a great way to, to meet people. Cause when, you know, you're into the sort of things that we're into, you're like, well, it's me and I don't know anybody else around me who has this combination of interests or, right? or fascination with this kind of, with like cult media, you know what I mean? And yeah. also has like a background in subcultures, right? Like yeah. obviously, like, you know, like everybody in the early vaporwave scene has some kind of background in other subcultures first, probably like, mm-hmm. like usual shows or DIY stuff. And then like, yeah, but it was really fascinating to start like meeting people like you <clears throat> that were into Aww. these interesting things. Oh, yeah and um so i have to ask though because i remember when you know you weren't making music yet mm-hmm. and what propelled you to eventually be like i'm going to join the cultural conversation you know what all I mean?
3: right yeah so um turntable.fm was the start of that uh turntable. okay hell yeah turntable, FM, turntable. Uh, like yes a decade ago um mm. crazy fucking bonkers um I was playing, I was doing a lot of like, I was playing a lot of chill wave and a lot of like early vapor, was also really into like Geneva Choosie at the time. And I was like playing a bunch of different shit. And there were people that were in these chats with me that were saying, why don't you do vapor wave? Like you have the taste curation, like you have great taste. Mm -hmm. I think that you could probably do it. And actually I thought of the new luxury elite that thank you my dear i uh i just i thought of the name luxury elite actually like a few months before actually <clears throat> luxury elite and i kept joking around on turntable chats being like luxury elite's coming soon bitches better watch out which i, I, like I didn't that. think it was actually gonna happen mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time i was like that's never gonna fucking happen this name is cool as hell but it's never gonna get used like, thank you. I thought of it in the shower randomly. Nice. Thought of Elite first, and then I was like, what else would work well with Elite? And I thought, I heard <clears throat> Luxury, and I was like, Luxury Elite? You literally captured, or like, elite your luxury.
1: own, like, corner of Vaporwave, like, I, I almost reinvented it, like, kind of just kind of snagged that, that section of just really, really high, classy, chill, you know, smooth oh, aspect of Vaporwave. finger yeah, that and, you, and made you it yours. own. want to know the
3: inspiration for it. The inspiration was sure. the cover of 6040 by 18 Karat Affair. The two Oh, cover. man. World the inventor of man. Vaporwave yeah. that I've himself. That's, I've always productive. said that.
1: I agree. I agree with
2: that. <laughs> point, uh, that's fantastic. Well, there's one thing that uh, Lux is really phenomenal at is identifying a vibe and making it mm. consistent. Absolutely. Like, I mean, just mm. in the way... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I would say just in the way that you even like put your outfits together, and the way that you curate, you know, the the the, the pictures and the images that you like, and you know, yeah. it's like really like a it's a fascinating skill, and it's like a very you're I feel like you're almost you going to be born with it because I can't do that, and but like <laughs> Lux is phenomenal at at um, putting together a theme. Do you know what I mean? With whether it be an album or an aesthetic. And then and then, creating, you know, just really knowing all the little bits and pieces to put into something to make it a world. And yeah. it really comes through in the music. It does. It really comes through in, in, in the entire albums when you listen to them from front to back. And so what was it like for you to sort of feel like, okay, you know, people are encouraging me to do this. Let's get started. Like, how did you figure out? How your sound was going to be, and and how to make it consistent, and how to like make these cohesive albums, and just to, like to choose your style, and how to like, how did you come up with that?
0: <laughs> so like
3: it's kind of weird. Like in the beginning, my first um, albums, which were one, two, and three, my little yes. collective. Yes. that's Right. Whole, those albums were basically on me Olympus. kind of like throwing. I actually self released those on Tumblr, and then oh. collected them together and then actually fix a couple of songs that I wanted to adjust and yeah. then released it on Atlantis. Fun fact.
0: Oh, but okay. yes,
3: so all those albums were basically, well, three was more cohesive, but mm. one and two were very much me throwing shit at a wall and being like, okay, what can I do here? Because I yeah. learned how to sample through like making ringtones for my friends. Like that's how I learned how to mix really? shit up. Through a how editor.
2: Funny. Are you are you serious? That's yes, so funny. That's
3: how I actually I made ringtones and I was like, okay, oh, that's i can cool. use this <clears throat> to fuck up Cold Hearted Snake by Paula Abdul, which was like my second ever vapor, like my first, my second ever luxury elite song. The first song does not exist anymore. And <coughs> one person mm. heard it, it was bad, I deleted it. Second song Peacefully oh. Hot. And I was like, I wonder if I did this, if I chopped this <clears> here. <throat> how would this sound? And that was tastefully hot, and I put it on the internet because I was like, you know, this is bad. This is kind of nice. I don't think Hell yeah. It wasn't until Rose Quartz that I felt like I was starting to be, I was starting to get onto something. I felt like, I felt like the imagery was there. Um, I was really inspired by um, the record Neon Nights. Obviously, I named an album, or I named a radio show after that. I named a track after that but mm. there were images in that commercial that was like, it was like a compilation that had like Holland & and like, oh fuck. Oh yeah, that. that. My wall. Mm. I have the record on my wall. Hold up.
0: Oh I'm wow.
3: <laughs> it inspired me so much that I have it like as a shrine. But yes, Amazing. there's like Daz Band, there's uh, Sky, there is Human League, um, wow. looks like Pool in the Gang, of course Holland Oaks, Like, but that Damn. They had the very specific vibe in that commercial that they actually didn't really mimic in any of their other compilations because that uh, K-Tel actually did a whole bunch of compilations. Nonetheless, I'm rambling here. But that, That's the aesthetic, I guess, quote unquote, I hate that term, but that whole vibe was Hot very take. much like, I want to do, I know. I'm just <laughs>
1: um warehouse union actually had a question they want to know how you ended up collaborating with saint pepsi
3: okay so they saint asked pepsi. like five minutes ago okay i can answer that real quick uh so ryan actually friended me or followed me on soundcloud and i think that was like one of his first ever followers i was like this name is crazy that no was like his first image was like a madonna screenshot from like the madonna pepsi commercial that eventually got banned like a prayer yeah that kernel,
0: Damn.
3: and it was her looking at the television i want to say and smiling um i think that's right but i he he followed me early on and he was like new to it and was like prolific yeah. as hell, hell yeah. turning out albums <clears throat> like three albums within like a week or something Oh well. i was like yeah. holy yeah. shit and he ended up finding me on facebook because i was admittedly not even though i was like anonymous please i was really bad at showing myself on facebook so he found me and he was like we need to collaborate i'd really love to and i liked his work i really like vanilla pepsi and i was like you know what let's try this and that was literally how i it's funny late night delight and like the beginning of fortune 500 all happened at like the same time we
0: released
3: yes um empire building tv party and Late Night Delight were basically released like fucking days from each other.
1: Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Man, you guys we both were both prolific days. as hell.
3: We really <clears> were <throat> at that time. I don't know how we did it, but we did. We very much did. But yeah, that was that was how we did it. And, uh, it, and vibe-wise with Lux, it just kind of took time um, to really capture what I wanted to do with Lux, but I felt like Rose Quartz was on the right path. And as I continued working with samples and continued, like, really curating what I wanted to do, and I started going really deep in my YouTube searching, like, I started feeling like, okay, I want this. This is the vibe I want to I have with my albums. I want to kind of do this kind of vibe. And I would search and search for hours until I found something that would fit. And then the screenshots that I used, I used to do a familyshowcase.tumblr.com. It was like all screenshots that I would grab from hours of like going through videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: you wow. Were
2: family Showcase?
3: Yes, I was Family Showcase. Oh. That was. Damn! not know
2: that. I didn't know that.
3: Yes.
1: Damn. You, even Chris right. didn't know.
2: <laughs> I didn't know yes. you because I followed that Tumblr. I didn't know that was you. L- oh, wow. Bro, that rest in me. peace, Tumblr. That makes a lot of sense mm. now. All right. Oh, I love, yes, oh my God, rest in peace, me. Tumblr. Bro, Tumblr was, I that was so the much place. inspiration. I would spend hours just scrolling through these in like twenty eleven. Yeah. But anyway, back back to the you felt you like you were developing the vibe by the time you got to Rose Quartz, what you were looking for, you're spending hours trying to find the samples. Yeah. And and the imagery. And
3: yeah. um Yeah. And like honestly, really truly, the screenshots that I was using, my concept was I want to match I want this song to match the vibe of this screenshot that I would
0: that's it cool was kind fun. of weird
3: i I would go into like really weird deep thoughts like i would go really find the screenshots that would work perfectly with the song i wanted to capture and I, I don't know i i i kind of get like kind of obsessive about it but i mean i guess it works a lot of people gravitated to that so yeah
1: I, so
2: I, I,
3: it thing. clearly
1: resonated it's, with a lot of people yeah.
2: well you know that's what I'm saying is like when the energy of the artist can really be pushed through in this kind of sample based music like it's it's palpable you know what I mean like people will gravitate towards it I'm going to tell you right now that I think like a big reason why a lot of the um, you know not going not not original composition but you know synthesizer based composition artists really began to come around to you know the concept of being involved in a wave vaporwa- in the vaporwave scene It has a lot to do with Lux, in my opinion. Oh, wow. A lot to do with Lux. Oh,
0: for sure. That's high praise. For sure.
2: A lot of the uh, (coughs) people who were a little, like, maybe they were, like, slightly sample-based, but they were still, um, you know, it was maybe being uh, organized along with instrumentation and maybe vocals. I really do think that, like, it was really, you know, I really think that, like, Lux was one of the people who, and 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 obviously Fortune 500, right? That was like I think that was like a big turning point where people were stopping dismissing and actually starting to listen, right? You know, I think that the problem with a lot of some of the artists that were instrument based and maybe had some minor sampling involved was that mm-hmm. they weren't bothering to listen. You know, they were dismissing because they thought this was like you know in the same way maybe punk. Well, yeah. well yeah. yeah. Or the same way that, like, I mean, people dismissed <clears throat> punk initially, right? Three chords. I'm right. not going to listen to that. But, you know, you, have, you had Lux come along and it was like, all right. And people knew you as well because of, you know, you, you were a fan of a lot of uh, these, these, mm. other, these artists, right? Who maybe weren't exactly involved in Vaporwave yet or didn't even realize that they were involved in the Vaporwave scene yet. Like all, and they and all the hyphenagogical pop and they, people. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't realize you know, what was going on. And then, obviously, I think a lot of people knew Lux and, you know, personally and saw that you were making music and, decided, and were, were captivated by the aesthetic you were – sorry to use that word again – but were captivated <laughs> by the – let's say the vibe, the vibe that you were uh, curating and putting together. And then after that, we're like, oh, what an interesting world this is, actually. And, and then, like, am I also involved in it and I didn't realize it? And, yeah, I think Lux had a lot to do with that. Lux and 18 Karat uh, had a lot to do with that. So, Absolutely,
1: yes. Yeah. Uh, Five hundred. You know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Chaz brought up synesthesia. Do you experience synesthesia?
3: I do. I have. I see color and music. Usually, mine is a little bit more basic. I feel like I see a lot of like shades of blue and shades of red. But I Too have cool. seen songs in green. I've seen songs in gray. I've seen songs in white. Uh, Obstacle 2 by Interpol. Great example. Totally white. Oh, wow. Um,
1: great song, too. Oh, Obstacle, too. We, have, we have praised Interpol on this channel.
3: Yes. I, I have synesthesia, and it really dominated.
1: Such a damn good album.
3: What I did. It <clears throat> do, it dominated how I set up Me On Night's playlist. It dominated oh, how wow. I set up Lux track lists. It mm. would dominate everything for me. And how long it does it take
1: for it. you to find out what color a song is? Is it within seconds, or... Does it take Pretty repeat immediate. lessons? Wow, that's too cool.
3: Pretty immediate, although it has changed before. Like, I just realized whenever I was listening to uh, Surfing's Hit the Spot, because I'm, well, I'll, I'll talk about more about this later, but I did a mix recently, um, but and I was kind of revisiting some of my past mixes. Gotcha. But surfing, I used to see very, I used, it used to be a very vibrant red, okay. and now I don't see it in that anymore. It's like a weird, like kind of like a blue green now and i was like when did this mm. change
2: that's so cool <laughs> wait do I, do i have a color
3: well it kind of depends your music uh disappointment was like a bright blue for me very Not bright fun. blue very bright whenever that was like my first song that i heard by you and actually funny enough i still remember the first last fm comment that was made that i think made you be like what the hell what what are these what are these references I don't know if you remember it, but police academy dropout, the guy that used to, that was once on Olympus, once upon a time, said, "tobacco <clears throat> plus gold panda." equals well, yes, I know this one. Oh man, Tobacco
2: okay, I could plus see plus that. Gold panda, yeah, I do remember that. That I remember was so gold good. Tobacco plus gold panda. Yeah, that was. I got a lot of like lovely. I'm comments. telling you, man, that, she remembers was, everything. I course remember that jeez oh my god forget about the synesthesia just the
1: encyclopedic yeah she'll be like oh what was his name uh, i think it was scott michael yeah it was scott michael <laughs> <laughs> never gets a name wrong ever <laughs> yeah, man
2: like that's like one thing but like shit man like the the like the, the the fucking dewey Decimal system card catalog inside i'm so envious of all these meanwhile i'm like oh what was that things? uh vcr
1: classic album called again i just listened to it <laughs>
2: I'm like, what happened? What were we talking about at the beginning of the show? And like, no, fifteen no minutes ago right? again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bro, do we?
3: I just, I don't know. Like, I used to joke that I wanted to write a book about the early origins of vaporwave. I would joke about it with people because I would remember. You so probably high. should.
1: I mean,
2: if you want one day, it's you know, it's you, know, you want. It depends the, on how much the you power cared. of me and You were Scott there.
3: Paul together, <clears throat> get past Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, we've yeah. been trying yeah. to get Everything Scott on, on,
2: but he's. Yeah, we're trying to get scott on but he's got like a very weird schedule you know what i mean i remember yeah, i tried a long time heard. ago but uh, i'll work on that one again maybe hey i have a question though let's just go yes. back to fortune 500 for a moment what made what compelled you to actually start curating your own record label like that Ooh, for a while?
3: fun story here okay, okay so fortune 500 the original concept of that actually i thought of fortune 500 I got the domain for that probably about like a couple weeks before I actually started working on Fortune 500 actively. Um, The original concept of it was going to be I wanted to do a side A, side B, quote unquote, like single record release kind of vibe. It was my excuse to work with Drips because Drips is like my favorite (sighs) fucking Vaporwave. hell yeah, Drips. Nice. He's amazing. I miss that dude. Um, but I was like, okay, I wonder what <clears throat> would happen if, like, Shopping World JP and, like, Miami Vice got together. What would happen...
2: Shopping World JP, wow.
3: Yes, Krista. Yes, I was just kind of thinking, like, this would this concept, these two would be cool together. This and this artist would be cool together. What would happen if these artists combined forces? And then I chickened out. It was like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. Fuck this. This isn't going to work. So I kind of gave up on that. But... Then I started thinking, you know, there's not really a label that's out there that's really doing 100% Vaporwave. Vapor Babes at one point was. I don't know if you guys remember Vapor Babes. They were like...
2: I don't.
3: Nope. They had a handful no. of releases like Cyber Jacuzzi and what else was there? There was a couple of different artists. I think it ended up kind of being the same guy that was doing quite a few of those. And then, of course, there was Crystal Magic, but... They mm. kind of were vaporwave, but kind of weren't at the time. And yeah. I think they, I think they kind of came out at the same time. But mm. like vapor babes ended up going into like pirate violence or something. I forget what the term was, but I was like, that's there's interesting. There's a, what? So I was like, I want to see a label that is one hundred percent vaporwave. And yeah. I kind of mm. was like, I'll call this my last resort label because so many folks wanted to go with the land this, wanted to go with sun up um wanted to go with Beer on the Rug, of course, which I totally understood. These labels kicked ass. True. I was like, mm. Fortune 500 can be the place where people can go to if they want to have a release out there, but they don't feel like they, they're they not getting the attention that they want. I would be like, mm. yeah, let's release it. Let's do it on Fortune 500. Mm. And I thought I did the same Pepsi release first, Empire Building. Then on top mm. of that, I did TV Party. But I was also... I wanted a sequel to Late Night Lo-Fi, an old compilation that I did called Late Night Lo-Fi. Quite a few of you are familiar with it, but if not, I can explain that later. But I wanted a sequel to that. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if I could do a compilation for Fortune 500. And at the time, I had started getting attention on various Facebook pages. Shout out Mr. Nonsense. <clears throat> and oh, I, I love you- that guy. Yes. Yeah, that I Nonsense. wish
2: he would come back. I, I don't know mateo ah, i know I really, he's,
3: he's he, on really, he really
2: instagram he is i mean he's really brought a lot of us together you know in my opinion or like, what like was, at least was, like was
1: took was all nice. this stuff and like that he did one it, comp like, and it had your song on it and it was symposium symposium volume one yeah, symposium i kept yeah. checking back is there going to be a symposium volume two please make a symposium volume two because volume one was so good
3: He should have. He was a great case
2: maker. He was really good at putting these things together. And like, just like, you know, once you put these things together, like then all of a sudden that would be your suggestion suggested next video on YouTube now. You know what I mean? Because we all used to obviously make. And I think this art has been kind of lost. I want to get back to Fortune 500 in one second because we're not stopping that train. We're getting back to that. But I do want (laughs) to bring up that one thing that has kind of been lost that we used to do all the time back in the early days was we would cut together our own music videos, right? Or people would cut together music videos, right?
0: Fuck yeah. Yeah, oh, before yeah. Artsy
1: Music and Hermes Acosta, it was Mr. Nonsense, bro. Well, Is I mean, it? like, we we all...
2: And as you guys. Artists,
1: well, you know, we all as the artists, we <clears throat> like. I
2: made music videos. Like, I cut together yeah. oh, in no the shit. same way that that's I saw that planet. Oh, no cool. Oh, God, I have dozens of them. Like, I didn't know that. That were done. Uh, that's have, so like, cool. at least several dozen of the music videos I've made. But that's what you did back then was that it was another way to get your music out. Or we had other people who made them like El Famoso Demon and some other people who would do it for us too. Or what's, of course, the most famous one. Ah, what's his name? The most famous person. Well, there's Patrick Lugage. David Dean Burkhart. Thank you. David, the most famous person who did this, David Dean Burkhart, right? Who, like, you know, we would cut together old VHS clips from we would find on YouTube or, or put in <clears throat> ourselves and, like, or old commercials and stuff like that and create yeah. our own music videos, right? And then that was just another way that you could maybe have a blog post your thing maybe they won't play your, your new song, but maybe you have a cool music video that right. that. Or, you know, or Mr. Nonsense obviously would post your music videos in his Facebook group, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of a thing that's sort of been lost now is that, like, people don't really do that anymore. They don't really make music videos anymore, like like we Which used to a back shame. then. Because
3: it was so yeah. exciting to it see. Was it, really uh, it was really fun to see. Really cool. The outrun synthwave
2: kind of organized it a us bit, together, but not vapor. They, you yeah. know, it Outside of live all together, because you would put on one of those music videos, and then obviously, like if Mister Nonsense or other people were, were posting all your stuff together, like that, you're, you know, like maybe Mesh would be the next suggested music right. video, right? Yeah. Or auto or auto or something like that, right? Yeah. You know, but anyway. So that's kind of been a lost art form lately is people don't really make music videos anymore, you know, home the way we used to. But- I
3: will say, though, there are some um, there are some folks that are still on YouTube actively now that are making music videos based upon commercial blocks that they're seeing. I've been actually yeah. noticing.
1: That's I cool. I nice.
3: I mean, I, I wish I could remember. Isaac, we've used some of – we've looked at some of those videos. I, I was going to say
1: – you guys make music videos. You did my visuals for the um, yes, World Wide Wave event.
2: Yeah. I mean, they were uh, outstanding visuals. Wonderful. They really oh, are. You. Wonderful job, both of you guys, actually.
1: Thank, Thank you, Chris. You. I appreciate that. Was... that. I included an extra Ford and Low Patton track just for you. <laughs> you are such a sweetheart.
3: Joey. <laughs> oh
1: hey, uh, we actually have a really involved question here from Farplane. He says, regarding anonymity, Has it been difficult to remain anonymous despite success in the scene? And then he has another question. Uh, And how do you feel about the pros and cons of doing so, especially in a scene that's becoming increasingly more IRL slash focused around people's actual image?
3: Oh, God, yeah. that. uh, It's kind of... I'll I'll answer the latter half of that first. Like, it's so hard because... Like, I really wanted to go, for example, of course I couldn't, but I really wanted to go to Electronic Con just as a person that was just a fan. Yeah. And not as a person that was playing, even though George wanted me to, and I declined Uh, politely.
2: Everybody wanted you to. I know.
3: They. I know. They even got people involved. And I was like, I'm sorry, guys, I can't. I'll go as a fan. But that would have been really hard because, like, a lot of people, I mean, that Most people know that that's involved that's at least been involved in like early days <clears throat> like fortune 500 or like People I've collaborated with or what have you. I've friended them on Facebook. So a lot of people know but like some of like the newer folks like I would want to fangirl to them But I wouldn't be able to do it in full and be like right. We, locks! we talk on Twitter. We talk
2: oh, yeah
3: <laughs> oh, Somebody would slap <laughs> but that that part kind of sucks and it is hard to. The other part that's hard is because it's like, okay, so I I do have a personal Instagram, and I do talk about lux on there, and a lot of people think because of the fact that I talk about it on my personal Instagram, that I'm cool with it being out there. I've been outed a few times. Um, it Happened, but and I'm just like, hey, I'm not really out there. Can you take this down? Can you like not tag me? In that? Guilty. <laughs> I know, it's okay, no worries but like that part kind of stinks it's so it's hard to I, I try to preserve my anonymity because I don't feel like a photo of me or my personal matters it doesn't matter with Lux that's not the point yeah. of yeah. Luck. The Lux yeah. the Lux realm is escaping into an alternate reality it has nothing to do with yeah. IRL me like that, yeah. I, it shouldn't matter and that's why it's I don't about really the want escapism. A lot of IRL shows. Yes, one hundred percent. It, it makes sense.
2: It maintains the mystery of the project. You know, maintains Absolutely. the mist mystif- You're right. It doesn't sully the feel of, of the of the vibe. And you're right. I think that for your particular uh, you know project, it serves it. You know.
3: Yeah. I that's just, a very I good know, point. I, gravitate, I gravitate more towards projects that I don't know anything about and they don't put anything out there about themselves, they just put the music out there as a forefront. Like, fuck who I am, fuck my ego, let let me just put this out here and transport you into my world, what I want you to see. I feel like that was like the main objective of Vaporwave and I, I just, I don't know, I, I like to keep up with that kind of thing. I just, my name shouldn't matter who who I'm friends with, whatever kind of quote-unquote click I'm part of shouldn't matter. Just focus on what I'm doing like music-wise. But it is hard, though, to keep my my IRL and URL world separate sometimes Mm. because some people don't grasp that the main reason why I'm posting about Lux on my IRL stuff is so that way my IRL friends can keep up because they're also Lux fans.
2: Yes, yes. I'm going to really quick uh, address the chat really really quickly for a moment and say... Thank you, Fader and Origami Vato for continuing to do outstanding visuals and to make that a big part of the scene and appreciate you guys doing that oh, yeah! appreciate the visual artists who really contribute so much to, say, the live streams and everything else. Do you know what I mean? There are so many new- big names in I the chat I just want more right music now. videos. I just want more music videos. There are so, so many that's, skilled that's people in this chat right now. So many skilled people. So many skilled artists <clears throat> who make beautiful work and add so much with the visuals. I just want
1: to see more music videos for these vaporwave right. artists. It would be really yeah. fun to do that. Lux, Windmill has a really good question. Um, Windmill wants to know about your songwriting process.
3: (laughs) Well, um, my process is very different from um, a lot of other people that use more complicated programs. Um, Really, truly, mine has been simple from the get-go. I use a free wave pad editor. I, I finally upgraded and got one that would not crash on me every five seconds. But I literally would just download the wave <coughs> with, um, use just like a basic looking like wave pad editor where you can like see the waveform and I would chop and cut and paste everything myself.
2: Really? Wow. Yes.
3: Huh. I, I am very wow. different. I told Kevin that equip and he was like, what? That sounds like that's harder. I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's something that i It's done so smooth sounding. Going. I, I very much I know how to cut it up in a waveform to where it is not going to ch- like clip or, very cool. or make it obvious that I'm transitioning into a different part of the track or I'm looping a certain part of this track again. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, I used to use um, audition for my um, editing from there. But I lost my pirated version, so I used Audacity again. I used Audacity for blue Eye Shadow. not even going to lie. Uh, I nice. it for high society, too. I don't know. Simple, but a simple. I used to be embarrassed about talking about this because people would be like, oh, I use Ableton. Oh, I use this program. I use this. I'm like, I'm simple. And I was afraid it would make me, like, not authentic enough. But now That's, I'm like, you know yeah. what? This does the I'm trick. pretty
1: sure you can rest on your laurels at this point. <laughs> you
2: you know what? It's it's you know, you use the software or the hardware that you're comfortable with to create your art. And it's not and if you get lost in these games of what's more complex or what's more respected, then you know, then you're not doing then you you're, you're going to get you're going to get stuck in the in the wrong Things, yeah. You know I mean? It's gonna... not
3: a competition. If you're getting your point across in some as simple program as well as yep. you would in a complicated program, then who gives a shit? Really, mm-hmm.
2: truly. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Completely
1: agree. Just learn how to use CDJs.
3: Oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> well I
1: just
0: <laughs> <you> I <didn't find laughs> gotcha. A,
2: it makes, it makes my life easier when people can use CDJs because then I don't have to have a bunch of shit hanging around on the DJ tables. They can just bring it Your US
1: poor mixer is crying in the corner, not getting any. Use. Like,
2: it just makes my life easier <laughs> when, like, I just remember, like, doing the after party for the first Electronic Con. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that was on the big stage at Elsewhere Space. And there was just, I had about, like, 11 people who were a part of it, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, like... Like Brian had his own stuff for St. Pepsi, like James has his own stuff for DDS. The version 94 guys had their own things, and just had like a big mixer in the middle. And I kept having like switch people out and fade between the mixer to other people's, uh, you know, equipment. And I just remember being like, oh my God, if people know how to use CDJs. This would be so much easier. And like you gotta worry <laughs> right. about like, you know, they had. The, I Draw had like a, a table on the side of the stage, where like <clears throat> the side table where I'd have people like just setting up their computers and stuff over there, and uh, you know, it just. Yes, learn to use CDJs if you can. No. Like, you know, it's just the club. <laughs> just center. had to get you a, a DJ little hard party, time for that. If it's if it's, a, if it's a performance show, that's one thing. Do whatever you want because if it's a performance, you're allowed to have breaks and stop and set up and it can be a whole different vibe, but for a dance party, like we're supposed to keep it's about the audience, it's about the energy. We're supposed to keep this going, you know what yeah. I mean? Just hit yeah.
1: echo out.
2: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's
1: I
2: mean, fine. Definitely do a dub echo, but I'm just, messing it just with looks you. more just looks more professional, <laughs> looks yeah. better. Makes the makes the techno assholes get off our back.
1: Oh I mean, man, uh, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. <laughs> um, somebody had another question for you, Lux. Uh, they 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 complimented you on your collaborations, uh, which you just had, or did you? Oh. I don't remember. But anyways, they complimented you. Um,
0: <laughs> no, I thank you. Thank yeah, you. and they had a um, question. The collab- Yes, I, I didn't
1: mean to questions. cut you off. Um, in addition to that, yeah. they wanted to ask you if you had any advice for how to take on collaborative projects.
3: Honestly, they're very scary. Yeah. I actually don't do collaborations very often because they make me really nervous. <clears throat> um, most of the collaborations I've done, um, for example, the tracks I did with Tendencies and the collabs I did with um, Macaw, um those were all me. Those were all tracks that I had already done. And gotcha. I sent these tracks to, like, I sent Glowing and Tri-Fusion to Tendencies. Sick-ass track. Walk-on-by uh, track to Macross, and I was like, hey, this feels like there's something missing. What can you do to make this sparkle? Like, that's oh, literally sparkle. how I, ask I am these.
2: going to start using that verb so much more often right? now. What can yes. you do to make this, how can we make this sparkle? 100% yes. doing
3: that's 100% how I did it. And then they sent me the final track, and I was like, okay, let's go. This is perfect. This is beautiful. Because um, otherwise, I don't know. I'm just not really – I do all of – I'm just not very good with sending stems over. I'm not very good with I, – I just go ahead and make the song, and then I send it over to the other person. and I'm is like, that yeah, Is that
2: how you guys real? did it? Pretty much, yeah. I took the Lux <laughs> tracks and chopped uh, yeah. them up, turned them into something different, and sent them to Lux and said, "What do you think?" Yeah, uh, yeah I but like, like but all the, but all, yeah, exactly. But all the the components were from her. Do you know what I mean? The components yeah, were I from mean, her, and I maybe added like a, sincerely. yeah, exactly. And, and maybe Lux, I maybe added a synth or two over certain spots. But the whole point was, I tried to do it sparsely, so that if I did it, it would fit in with Lux's work. Gotcha. and you would not be able to tell the difference between what was sampled and what was maybe a little bit of synthesizer maybe there'd be an extra drummer it channel, was pretty smooth you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't be able to tell like what's what is from where do you know what i mean yeah, and you shouldn't I yeah i thought and once again the whole thing that i thought was interesting was taking the um the songs which were broken down you know into yeah. like you know you take take the song and you you turn it into this echo of a memory that you have and a feel that you have and it's infused mm-hmm. with lux's energy and then i just took it and took this um you know this, this this segment and then just chopped up the segment and built it back out into a pop song
3: yeah deconstructed yeah. and reconstructed
2: yeah i thought it was a very post vaporwave concept to do like <laughs> and like you know because oh, it it's was like fun it was fun i yeah and uh yeah i yeah, remember move. you
3: sending me feels like life and holiday over and i was oh, just like oh thank you. my god this is a dream come true Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe,
2: maybe we do another one someday. We'll see maybe when the time someday. is right. right, When the time that is right, cool? I would love to. When the time is right, the people bug Aww. me all the time to be like, "Well, is there gonna be another one? Like record labels and shit?" And uh, I don't know, maybe when the time's right.
1: That would be really? sick as hell. Somebody else had a really good question, and I lost it. Um, one person wanted to ask know. how you felt about when you like blew the fuck up. When um you got oh, a million yeah. Was views, that yep. yeah. How did it feel I when World Class got a million views? I remember views? actually. I'm going to take for Lux said that. I remember <laughs> messaging Lux one day and saying
2: to her like, finish, but... "Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that you're a big like? Because she's someone who's always been obsessed with these cult artists, right? These big cult artists. And yeah. I'm like, how funny is it that now you're one? <laughs> like, that's it's so weird. fun.
3: It's so how did it feel? Um, yeah, I just. I remember whenever... I actually remember the first song that actually got people's attention, which was, ooh, from, like... I can't remember... Oh, my God, I sound so ridiculous. I can't remember. I think it was from one, uh, Uh the first Lux album. And that was whenever Mr. Nonsense gave me attention. And that was whenever I was like, whoa. Hell, yeah. Like, people like this? And it just kind of gradually went up from there. And, like... It it was it, like this entire ride is really bizarre. Like it yeah. it, it it's, so
2: funny. it's very
3: <laughs> baffling to me. Um, being in the being in the wire. Um, one oh year, wow. Whatever, yeah, yeah.
2: You were Adam, in The Wire one year? I didn't Adam know that. Adam
3: Harper covered so much vaporwave, like Fortune 500 was mentioned. Cool Memories, I think, was mentioned. Oh, yes, yes, Infinity yes, Wire. Oh,
2: man, wired. Cool Memories. Yes. Oh, I thought That's you said it on The Wire. I'm like, the TV show? No. <laughs> like,
1: I yeah. know, right? <laughs> with uh, no, with Avon. Ah, 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 ah. yes,
2: I absolutely remember those, wi- the Wired, Wired. Uh, the, so, the, that was actually
1: a pretty good show, no, no, despite being wild about wild. cops.
2: Every season was different, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. Anyway, LOL. it's enough
2: talking about The Wire. Let's get yeah. back to how did it feel again? Fucking Omar, oh, that's best. my man. Oh, oh, my Omar's gosh. the best, right? Hold on. That was very fascinating, right? When you kind of, um, you know, you were someone who was just like this. You know, you were you were, you were, were and are like, such a, a wonderful fan of Aww. these um, quirky, obscure, fascinating artists that yeah. have big cult followings. Yeah. And it's like then you sort of um just sort of found yourself transformed into one of them as well, and that's really fun because you're still such a big fan, and I think that's just I think people connect with that too. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yes, yes, 100%. I feel like it went full circle. I see you guys hating on me in the chat. Nobody's okay.
1: hating on you. They're just talking you're about Omar from The Wire. They're
3: making fun of the Wire thing. It's it's me being silly. Oh,
1: LMAO. I'm oh, okay. just being
3: goofy. But I see you. I'm paying attention to the, the chat, and I see you. I was an accident. <laughs> but um, no, really, the full circle moment for me was actually 2020 whenever Tobacco invited me to play the Hot, Wet, and Sassy album release party. Damn. That was whenever
1: That's I was high there. praise. That
3: was, a full, that was a full circle moment. Because Tobacco was what even introduced me to Vectroid, to Liz of SPF 420 to the concept of online shows that mm-hmm. was how my my adventure into the world of vaporwave began so for it to go full circle and for tobacco to recognize blocks and to be a fan of blocks and to like really enjoy these vhs tapes that i totally ripped off from fucked up friends dvd uh-huh. like he knows it i've told him i'm like i totally ripped you off i hope that's cool
1: hey <laughs> I, I mean him. you did a damn good job though
3: Yeah. Like that was that was the that was the point where I was like, wow, this is crazy. It's it's insane to me. Like I actually left the internet in twenty sixteen. Like I not really kind of by choice, but kinda not. I was kinda burnt out with all the drama that was transpiring in twenty sixteen, but also my graphics Mm -hmm. card went to put. So I was like, okay, that's terrible. And yeah, and of course I did not know how to fix it or where to go so i just let my computer die for a while i didn't anticipate it being dead for that long but Mm -hmm. like i left thinking well nobody really cares about vaporwave anymore everybody's really into like dream punk and dream catalog stuff um hard vapor was beginning to really thrive and become Mm -hmm. the exciting thing and so i expected to come back and nobody give a shit truly yeah. I was just like well I'll come back because this will be fun what I didn't expect was pe- were people that found locks that were intrigued by the fact that I disappeared and then flipped the fuck out whenever I returned I was like really? <laughs> people just it just goes to show that
1: it really resonated with people
3: I- I- it shocked mm-hmm. me I didn't expect it I just thought that I would be kind of a blip on the radar which I mean I was cool with I just wanted to make another locks album because I kind of missed doing it I didn't anticipate the reaction that I got, so it's just all been really insane. It's like a pinch me, I'm dreaming moment. I'm extremely yeah. grateful for it. Just being initially being a fan that idolized all these people that I would later be friends with, going from being in love with this random, not even coined vaporwave yet because nobody named right? yeah. for it,
0: we going from that, for word that yet, to no. being Mm-mm. part of
3: it to being a forefront of it. It's it's bizarre, but I'm forever. It's fascinating.
1: Free. Be careful has a really it's good magic. question. He says, "What yes. has you excited about the future of the scene? Any specific artists, subgenres, slash microgenres, or labels, slash platforms catch your attention recently?"
3: Oh goodness, I really, I, I'm kind of bummed that people are going. I'm kind of bummed. I, I understand, that I'm really really excited, but I kind of am bummed that IRL shows are coming back because I really found it to be so beautiful that with the pandemic that we're of course still dealing with, that so many people gravitated to URL shows. I it was like it was a like beautiful thing. 20 breath of fresh air, like interacting with all these new people, seeing these new artists I'm not familiar with just kind mm, of like being able yeah like I really yeah, enjoyed getting so. to know Vaporwave people through their live streams and them showing off their cool visuals um, their best songs I thought that that was really cool and I don't know um, I, I hope the future brings more URL shows or if they have IRL shows they stream it online please right Like because that was I think that's a really cool neat concept and I like interacting with people um, I do like the fact that Vaporwave has become more broad. I mean, I sometimes I'm like, man, I miss the classic Vaporwave. But I understand that classic Vaporwave, some people can really still pull it off, of course. But a lot of it can get stale. And, of course, you kind of want to add some... You kind of want to make it thrive. You, you want, want to add... innovate a little bit. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I was blanking on the terminology. But I... I don't know. I I do enjoy the fact that people are taking, I guess, the quote unquote vaporwave ethos and applying it to projects that aren't just vaporwave, but are kind of paralleling it. And I find that to be really interesting. And I, mm-hmm. I, am, I will admit that I am still very much slacking on catching up with a bunch of labels. I have a lot of labels bookmarked <clears> on my computer, ready for me to start downloading or streaming or what have you. And I have a ton of albums on my Bandcamp app that I need to listen to. I, I'm very overwhelmed by it, admittedly. I'm just happy well, to see this still thriving, to be honest. I, oh, I, mean,
2: the, I mean, yeah. Vaporwave is like, no one has the same journey through it. Every single person has a different journey through it. It's impossible yeah to listen to everything. You just find things that you enjoy and you follow down the rabbit hole and you end up hearing albums <laughs> other people don't hear and they hear albums that you don't hear and it's, it's just, yeah. it, everyone gets their own experience through it, you know?
3: Yeah, 100%. But I used to be on top of that shit. I mean, you were never back.
2: Of course, back in uh, clearly you were. Damn. Of course, but that's like not possible anymore. You know. I right?
3: know, and I hate it because I'm like I used but to you know everybody. To ex- you, yeah, have to
2: you have to accept it. You have to accept it. It's so <laughs> interesting when people like start getting into it and then get into it a little bit deeper, and they just like you got to just really create your own journey. Everybody has a different experience with this genre. Everybody has a different way of describing this genre at the end of the yeah. day. And it's uh, it's kind of beautiful. That's a little bit of magic right there. You know, you can't really yeah. have that same experience with almost any other kind of genre. Sort of. I don't know. Pacific Plaza
1: actually has a really good question regarding that. He wants to know if you have anything to say about all the think pieces that were made about the deeper meaning of Vaporwave.
3: Oh, he also wanted God. to hear you say
1: more about Adam Harper. We kind of change the subject unfortunately oh,
3: let me get a drink of water and i'll get this prepared give me this a second i got wow
1: it. sorry Come i on. keep the the chat's got these great questions so i i, I have to the
2: chat is always chat is going off today. i mean gosh it's always yeah you, everybody you just shout out to the chat in seriously general because you guys are so fun and, and so fun to interact with and really appreciate all this uh, all these comments you guys make because they're yes. always so thoughtful and interesting and, yes. uh, and I'm
3: sorry and I'm not fun. being able to pay attention it. to what the job. It's, it's
2: that's my hard. job. It's hard. It's hot tech's army. You know, because I always have to go back and rewatch it and I really appreciate all the kind things that you guys say about me or Isaac or our guest. It's it's deeply, deeply appreciated and it really just really just keeps us going with this show in general. Thank you yeah. very much.
3: Alright so um, I actually remember the day i have i remember i was keep in mind i was with vaporwave really early i actually was with vaporwave whenever new dreams ltd like the first version of it leaked whenever it wasn't supposed to leak and i remember the day that it actually came out like i Mm. was an early bird so there was like a year of Mm -hmm. trying to dig up this shit while Mm. Um, trying to obsessively follow a whole bunch of random Last FM accounts to find. Yeah, I was literally
2: things. just about to say that Last FM was Bro. like a big way that I kept kept keeping track of uh, this stuff.
3: Yes, I hmm. uh, I I was definitely trying to find things, and like I remember whenever the article came out, it was a few days after I had done late night Lo-Fi too.
2: Oh, the Dummy Mag article.
3: Yeah, the first Dummy Mag article. Yeah, that came shout out Pacific Plaza article. for uh, uh, linking that.
2: Oh, yeah. Thank you.
3: I remember that day that it came out, and I was just like, I don't really agree with how they perceive it. But, of course, that's not really my job to be like, oh, I don't agree with this. I mean, that's how, at the time, Ramona and Robin perceived it, which Ramona ended up kind of, like, saying in a last FM, not a last FM, a 4chan Q&A back in, like, fucking 2012, 2013, really early on that, like, it was supposed to be tongue in cheek and people took it really literally and it was just kind of her just like kind of calling out. She was kind of making a joke on like how people were so desperate to cling on to genres because so many people were trying, like attaching themselves des- desperately to like chill wave, trying to cling on to witch house and then sea punk Fucking joke, genre. Um.
2: Damn. <laughs> These are very strong opinions. I, Lux always has very strong opinions about that particular subject. I oh, we do. can get to that. In a minute you do. <laughs> it's, so fun. it's so funny. I, I really like. You never really hear Lux get like a little bit uh, <laughs> spicy about things, but she do when it comes to that. Occasionally, it's I funny. I
3: I have a lot of feelings about that ego. Oh, slime punk! I forgot
1: about, about that. This.
3: But um, I. Re- it was supposed to be kind of like a joke, but of course. Everybody took that that article, that first article with Adam Harper, very seriously, um, and it kind of worked to the detriment of the quote unquote second waivers because at the time, Four Chan was very much into vaporwave, and I knew how that shit was yeah. gonna go. I used that, to
2: always check. I used to always go to like Rebecca RebeccaBlackTech dot which was like oh, the archive. You could do to search yes. to stuff, and I'd always like look up my name or look up other people's ab- names on it.
3: You're a brave bastard for that, I swear. Do you read your
2: rate your music reviews? I wouldn't. Hell Hell no.
1: Hell no. I'll read them for you.
2: No, no. And I appreciate anybody who says kind words. It's very sweet. But I it's I don't know. It's, it feels sad to see bad reviews too once in a while. I, mean, I can't do it. I can't do it. But God bless people who are nice on that website and write really right? thoughtful, beautiful. Because I have read some extremely beautiful and thoughtful reviews from people um, for my right. music or yeah. for other people's music that I, I enjoy. Yeah. I just wish there was a way I could just go to those. <laughs> I cannot see the other things that yeah. make me sad.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I just, I gave up on it. But, yeah. like, as soon as 4chan, as soon as Mew started obsessing, I had seen how the cycle went with uh, Tyler, the Creator, whenever, what, fucking, what was it, Yonkers that came out? Mm-hmm. I remember that, and I remember the fandom that came whenever the money store came out. Because I would, I would use me on occasion whenever I was, like, bored and randomly surfing. So, I would see the crazy fandom. That that used to not be that way. But I remember mm-hmm. seeing that, and I remember seeing people becoming more and more obsessed with Vaporwave, and that was whenever I was like, I'm out. They actually docks a whole bunch of us. Ooh,
1: I'm really? Bad. That's, yes. Bad times.
3: So, so, they created the Broperwave thing, which for Broperwave. some of you who are not familiar, Yes, oh, yeah. vaporwave was a thing. It was a 4chan meme that was created because they did not like they did not like me. They did not like Saint Pepsi. They did not like SPF 420. They did not like Fortune 500. Damn. They called us the cancer that was killing vaporwave. Um, they thought that we were considering vaporwave Gross. to be a joke because Adam Harper had put out there this hyper contextualized hyper accelerationism blah 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 admittedly um this whole concept that i didn't see and it wasn't concrete but people took it as concrete because it was put out there in the article so they looked at saint pepsi and i they looked at late night delight and they were like this this is this is not what vaporwave is supposed to be you're making a joke you're making a mockery of this and they created I, this meme, and Adam Harper in the follow-up article referenced it, solidified, and like basically verified and agreed with them about what they what he thought of wave. He did not like Late Night Delight initially. He used to like give a lot of shit to us. Really? It, it, yes. The follow-up sounds article old. was controversial. Um,
1: hmm.
3: but, I, mean, I think Indy
1: actually delayed, linked that.
3: I, um, he ended up apologizing on his personal blog spot and, and like regrets that he had had those opinions because he actually ended up really liking late night, like to the point that he actually put that as number one on his best album list that year. We were tied with uh, Infinity Frequencies' computer wow. death, I believe. Yeah. Um, and he was like, wow, I, initially, I didn't understand it, but once I got it, I got it. And I, he, he really felt badly about that. So. I I don't hold a grudge at the time. I was just like, you motherfucker. Thank you so much for putting in dummy mag that you are not a fan of us. And you were solidifying 4chan's bullshit. Thank you so much. Um, But because uh, so many people used dummy mag as a reference to vaporwave. But now...
2: the yeah. Sea Pacific Plaza. Uh, Alex over there mentioning a uh, sea monster from TX yeah. tapes. This guy knows. I actually I
3: did this not know Clifford very much. I didn't talk, I, I know Clifford, but I did not talk to Clifford very much. Um, he's a cool dude. Um, I, but I didn't really talk with him personally. But he is very much a champion of vaporwave. I will say that um, he is very much a, a champion of it. Um, he actually released a really cool back in the day um he actually kind of inadvertently inspired noir he was part of this tape label that did these fake soundtracks to old movies like he did i want to say it was him that did a soundtrack like a fake soundtrack to like the serpent and the rainbow um i can't remember oh but he did that and that actually inspired like the noir as a concept i was like man this cool, like, fake soundtrack is the shit. And I don't know if it was supposed to be revealed that it was Clifford, but it was solely Clifford. Um, but <laughs> surprise! Spoiler! I love
1: those kinds of albums. Uh,
3: hey,
1: You've but, done one of those, I, I think, Chris.
2: Oh, a, a, a soundtrack thing? Yeah. I did I did do a soundtrack for... Um, I, I made a soundtrack for uh, the first um, David Cronenberg... Uh, well, I guess second... That's right. David Cronenberg film, Crimes of the Future... Um, It initially didn't have a musical soundtrack for it. It just had some uh, ambient uh, crackling noises once in a while. But I just thought it would be fun to... And I wanted to try making a soundtrack for something, so I composed like 60-minute... I
0: remember that.
2: 60-minute bits of songs uh, for it. And uh, yeah, you can find it on YouTube. I'll put a link in there. And uh, it's pretty good. It's all very like... It's all my synthesizers. It was a really fun exercise for me to um, just push my, my programming abilities and my sound textures. Uh,
1: the uh, chat really wants you to talk about Hoobastank. <laughs> Please do. Multiple people yeah, have mentioned Hoobastank.
3: <laughs> I just totally scared my cat with my cackle. Okay, look. <laughs> ah, ah,
1: nice.
3: Sorry, Chessa. Look, 2001 Hoobastank, I was on an Incubus kick. Incubus was, like, the reason why. <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> But... Incubus was my exposure to, like, these early 2000s, like, Calabasas, California bands. Like, I even really got into AudioVent, which if anybody knows Audio Event, shout out to you. I don't know. Um, they kind of went under the radar. One album, and then they went kaput. Anyway, I got really obsessed with Whova Sank, and my dad bought the album. My dad was, like, really into, like, <laughs> late, like, mid-90s, like, I guess quote-unquote butt rock like he really loved Aerosmith to get a grip <laughs> but like he also got me into Incubus's Make Yourself that album was like mind-blowing for me whenever I was 13 okay as was the first Hoobastank album and also Queen for the Stone Age of Songs for the Deaf I would not be a Queen for the Stone Age fan if weren't for my dad but I cannot fully hate on Hoobastank I know that people think that they're a joke and I think that one of the members ended up like showing like Republican tendencies or like like leaning towards Republican bullshit. And I was like, God damn it, really? But I don't know. I can't fully hate on Hoobastank, okay? That's my official fucking statement and I'm sticking with it.
2: Wow, there <laughs> we I have, have it, it on record. What you is your... Can't.
1: Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. No, no. Well, you, well I don't know. What were you going to ask? I, I was just going to ask another question. Go ahead, man. Was it is another one about Hoobastank? Or, it, no, it's, it's not from the chat either. So you first
2: oh i just wanted to kind of understand um you know lux when when you make music um what is it uh what does it do for you do you release a lot of um i don't know some sort of pent-up energies or frustrations do you go when you go to that different world does it give you uh, some kind of relief to be something different to create this new idea of, of of a reality like is it is there a therapeutic component for it for making it for you 100%.
3: 100%. Okay. I am giving too much credit to um, a person that is no longer in my life, but a lot of my early albums were like an escape for me. I'm going to be honest yeah. and call this shit out. So before I started locks, my ex basically banned me from using the internet because I was obsessed with it. I was always on it. He actually banned me at one point from using the internet because he was like, you use it too much. You've hurt your wrist because of carpal tunnel. You use the internet too much. And so that was how I actually began Lux was because that was my fuck you to him. What I was like, fuck? you know what? Good. I'm going to do this, whether you like it or not. And um, Ooh, who does that? My ex.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: He did that. And, uh, so this a was a of bit of an things, act of
2: rebellion was, for you.
3: A little bit, yes. And I was also dealing with a lot of shit. Like dealing with being a person at a part time job in a in a bigger city where rent is not affordable and I was like barely scraping by like I would have a four hundred and fifty dollar paycheck and I would have four forty coming out in rent and then an eighty dollar car payment coming out a day later. Like I was dealing Luxury Elite was very rich in concept, but I was very poor in reality. 100 i was very much in a very dark place whenever i was beginning to do walks that's why i coined it escapism because really no truly, shit, right this was me going into an alternate reality i was finding comfort and like solace in these 80s commercial blocks that i was viewing and screenshotting and being like man this is fucked up but i wish i were in this world and i wasn't really in my present because the present feels really fucking daunting Interesting. um yes and a lot of my early lux work was just me like trying to it was part that but also part like oh cool i i used to be a very like not motivated i didn't go to college i was doing retail forever I felt like I had no motivation, that I was doomed to be a person with nothing. I did not feel like I had goals. Like Lux gave me goals. Lux gave me a sense of purpose. Lux opened doors to dreams for me. I created a digital. That's amazing. I did a radio show like I wanted to do call. I wanted to do radio as a profession, but radio is kind of dead. So I at least did it for fun. Like it opened (laughs) doors. So I kind of wanted I was also me like, okay my situation as IRL name, which I almost accidentally just blabbed, this sucks, but luck's <laughs> rules, so I'm going yeah. to kind of go into this realm and see what I can explore, see what I can do, see what dreams I can accomplish here, because I feel like IRL me, my situation fucking sucks.
2: Wow. So, That's wild. fascinating. What a fascinating, you know, what a fascinating outlet, right? What an empowering move to do and to just you know, put that energy in and, and, you know, because you're in this one avenue and it's not working out. So you basically created a whole nother world, right? One hundred percent. And yeah, right. And then look at how that other new world has just been infused with so much of your positive energy and so much of your ambition and so much of your creativity and how big it got, you know, and how yeah. strong you really are, you know, you know, well, isn't that, you that's go. so fascinating. It's true. Yeah, it's true. You know that all that music is infused, and that art is infused with your energy, and it's infused with you know who you are and who you should be. You know what I mean? And it was just it was being stifled in your day to day life.
3: Yeah, one hundred percent. Like it was, it was very much a comfort for me to experience, to to do vaporwave. It was like a, it was like a a nice hug because at the time I really wasn't. Interacting with people in the IRL realm, I didn't really have a lot of friends, and Mm -hmm. like I had my URL friends, and Mm -hmm. it was just it was a it was a very nice comfort for me. And locks, I I really do say that locks saved my life. I don't know. I totally get that
2: completely. Totally understand that. Amazing.
3: Um,
2: and do you find the more that you continue on with the project, the more you're able to sort of marry the world of Lux and the energy and and confidence that you have from that with yourself in the real world. Yeah,
3: 100%. I feel like I'm the most confident I've been in a long time. I used to have horrible self-esteem. Horrible self-esteem. And it started going on the up and up around, I would say, I would say by the time 2016 came around and the asshole that banned me from the internet and I, whenever he left, that was whenever my world became better and that was whenever I feel like in my thirties now, I feel like I'm more like confident in who I am and I feel like mm. that confidence oozes into my IRL realm. Yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah. now it's like, I wish I could have been at this place 10 years ago, but I mean, right. I'm here where I am now because of the lessons that I've learned and the challenges I faced in my twenties. So I yeah, I, feel mm-hmm. yeah, so, I feel
1: the same way. Yeah. We have a backlog of questions in the chat guys. Um, Somebody asked... We didn't
3: even finish the Fortune 500 question.
1: We didn't. I think Quiz asked this one. He wants to know what the least vaporwave slash luxury elite type music that you listen to is that might surprise the audience. (laughs) Then that's not
3: Hoobastank.
1: (laughs) I know. That's not... I mean, guys, she just talked about Hoobastank, but I mean, top that.
3: Um... So I haven't listened to them in a while, but I was like on a really big Naked City kick, which I don't know if a lot of people.
2: Oh yeah, John play. Zorn, of course, yeah. absolutely. I have not heard Naked City.
3: So Naked oh, City is like a weird, like if grindcore met up grindcore with and jazz.
2: jazz. Yeah, there. Oh
1: yeah, it's you fun did fun tell me about that. that. That's right. Okay, I do. Oh remember yeah, you you, you, you
2: got to check out Naked City, uh, Isaac. I mean, I like fuck with some grindcore.
1: I bet well, Angel's yeah, a big fan. I
2: mean, no, 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 but like fuck with Naked City, it's like it's it's a whole other. It's melting. It's
1: Yes. I would be down to check it out. I'm not super into that anymore, but I would be down to check it out. (laughs) Farplane,
3: yes. Yamantaka, I call him Yamatsuka, but I know that he goes by either Yamatsuka or Yamantaka. Yes, he was the vocalist for a lot of their early work before, I believe, Mike Patton. I was about to say Mike Patton. Oh, Mike Patton was involved?
1: Okay
2: yes okay yes. you gotta like you gotta understand john zorn is on the wavelength of that kind of guy okay so gotcha not to not city. okay you, you, go, you like it
3: john zorn uh, is a fucking crazy bastard I oh swear for sure i was love a him he's yeah, doing absolutely. some he shit his, in tennessee yes. he's doing a showcase in tennessee and i want to go so badly yeah. oh it's my another God. maverick
2: artist hell yeah oh, fantomas baby. What's some other uh, questions that we got to get
1: uh, uh, One person said, can you talk? Uh, no, sorry, not one person. Alex said, can you talk about how you started working with Crash Symbols? And can you talk about that label?
0: Oh, uh, man. Crash
2: Symbols. So, Crash Symbols. Way underrated record label. And thank you for what? mentioning them, Alex.
3: Yes. So I but,
2: Liz, Liz and similar. Dwight who run that record label. Yes? Yes,
3: I'm going to be Dang. meeting them soon because they're oh, doing. Oh, you're going to meet them soon? Oh, that's yes. great. You yes, we'll them that doing... Chris
2: Skeleton Lipstick says hi if you see them?
3: I will. We're actually, thank uh, you. We... He mentioned, they mentioned to me a few months ago, uh, they're doing some conventions because Liz actually does, like, crypt, uh, like, kind of like, she's really a, she's really into, like, Mothman and, like, cryptids, and she's part of, like, a cryptid That yeah, makes so much sense. That well, that's is actually Of course, of be, course. Yeah. So,
2: and for them. going to be doing uh, the
3: circuit. But, yeah, we're actually going to be meeting up soon. But Crash I actually discovered really early on because I was really into, like, 2011, 2012, like, chill wave, but also it was kind of like hip-hop-y, like kind of beat-esque, and Crash Symbols was, I want to say that they had done some compilations, I want to say, didn't they release, like, they released the Stephen Ferris album, did they not? I'm trying to remember here. Yes, that's what I thought. So, I I remembered Crash Symbols from that, and I used to really enjoy what I was hearing, and... This is the same story as what happened with Orange Milk. Both of these labels followed me on SoundCloud. Both of these wow. labels reached out to me, and so I knew cool. who Orange Milk was. I knew who Crash Symbols were. I was like, "Oh my God, they're following me, and they sent me a message." A w- what? So yeah, yeah, that's
1: amazing. But they were
2: like I'm so back. Excited you know, back in the early days they were one of the you know back in the very early days they were like you know i they, one of the labels i kept my eye on because be, except, yeah. especially before there was like a fortune 500 that was specifically yeah. vapor right they had these internet labels that our friends were on or we were on and like had that yes. had the tenants that would release stuff like that too like i, yes. I would call crash symbols or maybe like chill mega they chill were- yeah 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 uh, uh, Per tapes and
1: then like or like per
2: yeah. So the next tapes. one I was about to say was Per tapes. Yeah.
3: Yes. Per tapes. tapes and Crystal. Yeah. Oh, or,
2: or like or Plastic Response. You know what I mean?
3: Absolutely. All these labels were around and were just kind of there, like helping their homies out. Such reliable yeah. tastemakers
2: too. Like, and they, but they were they were yeah. the labels that were also open to releasing albums by bands that were not necessarily in their hometown that yes. were internet-based right they were yes. internet-based record labels and i remember it was like,
3: powerful
2: i remember like writing down lists of all the people who were doing this that I, yes that I, released, I remember that whenever
3: I, orange milk released team jordan's album and i remember uh, going yeah to that team
2: jordan album and like that wow. music video for team jordan too one of my favorite vaporwave music videos ever i'm gonna I put down the fun-
3: for you i have a fun fact for you that oh video boy. was done by somebody that I, I i've known that lives in louisville he goes by the user handle zone catalog he did that team jordan video
2: that I is one of the best you, music Dr. videos Chris. i've ever seen what it what did you say you i recommended, recommended
3: him to you before i want to say no wait did i i want to say i've linked him to you before at least in the past i know you i probably have I know I recommended and that's teams, right? Yes, teams and Jono Milo. Yes, they did that together, Team Jordan. But I remember Pretty that cool. video was done by a
2: Stadium. Team. That was the music video, it was Stadium, yeah. right? Yeah. Let me yes, find I it. believe I you've really shown that to me.
3: Hope. I just remember. Is just it Stadium? Like a few- No, yeah. this
2: isn't the music Ignition. video. Where the fuck is it?
3: Ignition. Nah, goddammit. it! Ignition's the album. I'm finding it. No, it's called. No, you I'm trying.
2: No, write. I'm trying to find the actual music video online now. Somewhere it's very. okay. That's great. Thank you.
3: But 100% like that, that, I found that out that he did the video a few months ago because he actually posted it in his Instagram stories. He was like, oh, this is the, this is like, this is the 10 year anniversary. And I was like, hold the front fucking door. You did the Team Jordan video? And he said, yeah, I did that. And I told him your video, whether you realize it or not, changed the entire game and i feel like all time, i watched Jackie it like so many
2: sure. times like it, uh, it. i can't find it now
3: oh, hold on i got you i actually you got it the chat. hold up for just a second team you gotta i think you have to look it up under zone catalog because i think he is has, has oh. on his personal vimeo hold up i got y'all
1: While you're looking for that video, if you don't mind me catching us up on the chat's backlogged questions, um, one person asked a really good question, no, no problem, they asked, do you see yourself ever branching out into other genres?
3: Admittedly, as cool as that would be, I don't really know any physical instruments. There's my surprise for you guys. I have been able to play a keyboard by ear, I learned a few songs before my ex took it with them to Arizona, um... I don't have any actual physical instruments, so I can't really branch out like I would like to maybe one day, because I don't have, I don't really have a lot of resources, and I'm very intimidated by Ableton. There you go. Me um, too. Yeah. Okay, I found a video. Hold on. I found up. it. I just
1: yeah, it y'all should it. definitely link God damn that. damn it! I remember when I first oh, saw, I like, the well. Nobody Here video, and I was just like, Wow. This is hitting something very deep inside of me so I can relate to your love of videos
3: i was late to the game with uh sunset corp actually i heard ramona's versions from telnet erotica before getting to the sunset corp oh, right. wow. i found those i found those like three months later i think
1: well they were amazing
3: yes they were telnet erotica it was my was my first foray into vaporwave even though it wasn't really a vaporwave album that
1: was that's kind of, like, too cool dotted. what a great introduction
3: Yes, I mean I. She she linked it to me. I was blown away, and I was like, I need to find more of this. Where Hell can I yeah. find
1: more?
3: This is amazing.
1: One person but. asked, uh, "What your opinion is on vaporwave's strong connection to obsolete physical media? Do you think that's good yeah. or bad for the genre?"
3: It gets kind of scary because we're using it used to be DIY, and so like or like hand, like either hand dubbed or what have you i feel like the fact that we're starting to use like more official outlets kind of runs the risks of us getting in trouble with our samples and our lack of clearancing that's why I, that's one of the reasons why i don't really like doing vinyl is because i've actually heard from a friend of mine that had he was like it's really risky to do vinyl but apparently people are pulling it off and they're not getting in trouble right i, just, I don't know i find more comfort in <laughs> releasing tapes. i think tapes are cool because of the diy right. aspect and because mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel, I feel like tapes are more personal, in my opinion, I feel like, hey, what are you doing? I'm sorry, my cat is acting really fucking weird. Yeah, weird. Sorry, I got distracted by my cat. Okay, she's good. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I find that tapes to be, I find tapes to be more along the lines of the DIY, I guess, aspect of vaporwave. So, I like that more than I like vinyl. I've had that opinion for a gotcha. while. Gotcha.
1: Definitely um, more affordable.
3: Yes, definitely. Smaller. I, I actually don't... I've actually sold off quite a bit of my record collection. I keep some. Um, I have quite a bit. Um, but I don't really have a record collection. I just have a really intense fucking tape collection. Uh, but, yeah, I, I get kind of worried about releasing, like, CDs also. Um. I know some folks that have gotten in trouble with CDs, so I get kind of weary about that. I'm like, oh, we're we're risking it by putting that shit out there. Um, That's my personal opinion of it. Mm. But I think that they're neat. I like the fact that people, it's like vinyl is, it's cool because people are, are of course collecting and they're getting to hear their favorite Vaporwave records in a new light, I mean, tapes, can really make an album make or break an album because they just sound warmer than the digital True. versions of that though. and
0: yeah. it kind of mm. adds a
3: bit of a, of a romantic aspect and True. i'm sure that's the same with vinyl it's just not really my thing mm. there you go i think that's a good enough answer
2: yeah that's a good answer
1: hey i would say so oh. another person asked uh if you'll ever include vocals in your music
3: i have i've kind of considered it i will say that i have a decent voice I kick ass at karaoke. You do. Just You're actually quite good. You do have a good, good voice. I I have had a lot of people whenever they've heard my voice, I've had it's been on two separate multiple different occasions, um, ask me if I was a singer, because I guess I also sing in the way I talk. I don't know. I I don't know how, but they would ask me that. I was like, well, I sing. I just don't really incorporate it. Um, I just, I don't know. Um, maybe like I one single self-conscious. I don't know. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm very great with lyrics and I don't, I just, I'm afraid of putting more of myself into that. Maybe if I were to do like an anonymous project where I just didn't give a fuck. Maybe right. I would do it that way. Yeah. Not release it as locks. Maybe something completely different. And hope that it gets enough attention or, I don't know, something. Um, But I'm just, I'm a scaredy cat. I'm a scaredy locks. Sorry, guys. Maybe someday.
2: Scaredy scaredy locks?
3: Yes. (laughs) That's
1: fun. I like that. I'm I'm stealing that one. Yes. One person asked what your archive slash vintage archive slash vintage footage slash sample fodder holy grail is.
3: Oh my god. Um... So, regarding um, archive music, I would say, um, however, it's kind of out now. Um, well, at, yeah, it, both are kind of out. Um, Todd of Old English Spelling Bee sent me the original versions of Echo Jams, not the tape rip. He actually sent me the digital files that he got from wow. the So that's a coveted thing in my in my archive. I wow. also had, I also had a um, a. Um, like a whole folder that Ramona had sent me and Liz on a personal like Facebook group that shout we were in. Shout out Liz. Mm. Yeah, shout out Liz. Absolutely, I love her. Love her to death. Um, we had that and Ramona actually ended up asking me if I still had it because nobody else seemed to have it. So oh, wow. that was a coveted thing. I had it on like two separate things in case I lost that. I did not wanna lose those files because it was all archives and uh things that she never released um albums that she never released i had i used to be a full-on vetroid project archivist i
1: couldn't have picked F- a better F- artist really
3: yes oh yeah i followed uh, ramona was how i got into vaporwave because we met through a black mozzie berainbow fans tiny chat pre like proto spf 420 and like, I was a big fan. I ate up everything that she released because she was releasing, like, weirdo, like, hypnagogic pop kind of things that would never officially, like, really come out. However, I think a lot of it ended up getting released around 2016 as I vanished because I came back and it was like, oh, that's all good. Oh, that's all. Oh, cool, cool. Like, so that was pretty neat. That was a coveted thing. Um, visual things. Um, I have a full episode of Doctor Who that had the uh, Max Headroom um, hijack incident. Nice. Oh, yeah,
2: of course. The, famous, the most famous TV pirating... Uh, pirate, That's too uh, cool. Invasion.
3: Yes. I Love that. And um, I had that, and I also... One of my favorite commercial blocks is actually... It's kind of random, but it is a um, Hall & American Bandstand episode and all the commercial blocks that came with it. Um, because during... American Bandstand, those commercial blocks had the coolest, well, amazing commercials that came with it. Because it was very, like, we were, it was, of course, we were trying to be cool. We were trying to be, like, MTV, like beautiful flashy visuals that were appealing to teenagers um, trying mm. to get them to buy clothing buy Walkmans, buy this, buy this compilation <laughs> yes, the v compilation was on the Hall & commercial blog that was how I discovered the Neon Knights commercial was because I downloaded a full Hall & episode of American Bandstand and it was in there and I said holy shit, this is changing my life this is it that's my Hell favorite yeah. So, yes, um, I'm trying to think of others. I I honestly, it's kind of hard to think about Digital Archive. I have, like, I would say almost a full gig of commercial blocks saved on my external hard drive. I have a lot. I've saved a lot over the years. I mean, a lot of them it. now you can't even find on YouTube. So it's like I, I want—I'm glad I preserved them because some of the things I've looked for and the channels gotten taken down due to the copyright or what oh, happened. Oh,
2: I hate that. That's always so
1: disappointing. Yeah. That's
2: a shame.
3: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's
1: uh, one hundred percent. One viewer wants to know if you are a uh, if you are a fan of Japanese city pop.
3: I like some of it. I do. I I haven't like dived into it and honestly i did not hear plastic love in full until i came back as locked
2: yeah oh, it. it's so fun yeah um, yeah it's one of those things that it might get like if it's not exactly in like what you're doing and it's not exactly your main focus like these things sometimes pass us by. we didn't even realize like how yeah. important they are until like you come back you're like oh this is interesting
0: and yeah then, no. i mean
3: some of it's really neat like i gotta give a special shout out to like um to seaside lovers that's like the closest city pop that i'm truly obsessed with and i don't know that's a good one city pop but i feel like they were kind of like an entryway into the city pop that is known in love because they were kind of like the in the 1980s Jap- japanese bubble that was going on it was mm. like i
0: don't
3: know there's just something about that seaside lovers album and i want to say uh, pacific that album as well that album was great oh my god I don't I I want I meant to like get more into City Pop. I feel like it would be really up my alley because I did use quite a bit of J pop for early Lux material before I was like, oh shit, what's this? Yes, I did. Did I did not know that. Me me and Groovy share a sample with what's going on.
1: Oh really? That's a good ass song.
3: It's a bop. It fucking slaps. But Mm -hmm. um yeah, I just I didn't really get into City Pop and hot take I don't really consider future funk that is what city pop that I don't really consider it to be future funk I call it city funk because I don't know it's not the future funk (laughs) so there you go I could
1: could vibe with that honestly there's a very different sound between like just funky up tempo vaporwave and the the like kind of anime-esque you know like night tempo type stuff it's definitely two different things
3: Yeah, I I I was, don't get me wrong, I got, I was, I love Sailor Wave, otherwise I wouldn't have, I would not have, yeah, you released Sailor Wave. I did. Um, Yeah. And I love that album. That album was fun as hell, but I don't know, it's just, a lot of it got kind of old for me, and I feel bad for saying that, but yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a
1: lot of bad future funk, but when it's good, it's real good.
3: He said it for well, me. I don't know. There's have a lot of
1: bad that. in all the genres, right? It's you true. And, uh, you got to go through yeah. the rough to find the diamonds, and that's okay. So we talk about on hot takes, right? Um, another viewer asks... I appreciate it. Another, <laughs> I'll be the bad guy today. It's okay. Another viewer asks if you have a favorite smooth jazz artist.
3: Ooh. Um, I don't want to say the Rippingtons, because that's like too, too cliche. As is Skinning G. I mean,
1: they are badass.
3: That, I mean, that is true. That is true. Um, I don't know if Ronnie Laws is... I don't think Ronnie Laws would be considered smooth jazz, but I really like everything I've heard from Ronnie Laws. So that'll be my answer. Ronnie Laws All right.
0: is the Ronnie
1: shit. Laws. Okay. Yes. Another viewer asks oh, yes. if you plan on doing any more tape re-releases.
3: Um, it kind of depends. Um, usually I let the labels make those decisions. Um, sometimes the labels will be like, Hey, we're... We get a lot of people asking about this. You want to do this again? And I'll eventually say, yeah, sure. Um, So I don't really, I don't really put it out there. It's usually the labels that come back to me because I don't want to, I don't know, I'm weird. I don't like, I don't want to, I guess I get get nervous about maybe pressuring a label or like maybe like if they don't want to do a re-release, if I ask about it, they're like, uh, I guess so. Like, I don't know. I usually let the labels come to me about those. So maybe I'll do more re-releases in the future. I know Late Night Delight is getting every issue with my pet flamingo.
1: Damn. Okay. Yes. Y'all heard it here. Yes.
3: yes. That, I mean, that's already kind of, kind of been out there. I just don't have a an like, exact date. I think they're just kind of waiting on uh, records to show up. I'm not 100% certain on that. But, Amazing. I mean, if people, if, if, Crash Symbols wants to re-release World Class, then sure, why not? Fuck it. Um, mm. If uh, If Classic Response wants to do another mood re-release, then sure, why not? We have to get Noir out first, though. Um, mm. And uh, I don't know. I'm down if anybody else wants to be. I mean, unfortunately there's one release that will probably never get a reissue, and that is With Love for um, unfortunate reasons that I cannot get into.
1: That no. is really Ooh, awesome. too hot for hot takes?
3: Yeah... And- mm-hmm.
1: Personal is personal, yeah. you know? Fair enough. Absolutely. Groovy asks what your favorite kind of food is.
3: Ooh, tacos. Street
2: tacos. tacos. wow. What kind of taco?
3: I like barbacoa a lot. Although I think oh,
2: love like, barbacoa. We have a try. great place in Philly that has amazing barbacoa. Man, tacos.
1: L.A. street tacos are to die for. Yes. Yeah.
3: I mean, there's, there's a place here that is just that has the best barbecue that is absolutely to die for. Really? Yes. Wow. Like it. I got
2: to I got to make my way out to your neck of the woods at some point soon.
3: Yes, I mean Ken, Kentucky kind of sucks, but at the same time it's quite charming. You can well, say hi. Well, it's you know,
2: Louis, well, it's Louisville, right? So that's like, you've got, like you've I mean, got your, you got like you got your you got the scene neighbors. there.
3: We're
2: neighbors. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes, close. Very close. Um I feel like uh, where I live has more of a weirdo scene thing?
2: well that's what it always looks like to me when i watch your stories i'm like it seems like a pretty good right scene over there. some cool people yeah
3: we have seems like it when really i would watch New, like
2: you know the karaoke or the shows you go to over there
3: yeah we have some really there's some really weird connections and really weird networks that come out of this pub in central kentucky and there's been some cool stuff before i moved up here there was like an active noise scene Oh, Hair really? Police came out of here. I don't know if oh, anybody is familiar with Hair Police in the chat. They toured with Sonic Youth, toured with Wolf Eyes. Hair Police was it, and a lot of people in the scene were, were very much into noise. And then they went into weirdo electronic, and I'm I'm mm. okay with that. All right. uh, everything Hair Police live was amazing. I will say that. But um... oh hey. I see, oh, I see a Pacific Plaza. I did meet Robert Schneider once. I've only met him once. He moved away before I really got to talk with him. Fun fact. So, but I know somebody else from Apples and Stereo.
2: Oh, you've mentioned this to me before. Yes. I remember.
1: One, yes. uh, one person just asked a really good question. Um, yes. Actually, there's two of them back to back. One of them is probably a quick, easy one. Favorite Sonic Youth album. And then the second person asked you to talk about lesser-known vaporwave labels that predated Fortune 500.
3: Okay, I can totally do both. Okay, favorite Sonic Youth album, I will say um, Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising will forever be. Even though Evil is still my favorite, and I own that on Bubblegum Pink Vinyl, Um, that's one record I will never get rid of. Bad Moon Rising will always resonate with me. Like that was the album that I wanted that was creepy in just the right way, noisy in just the right way, weird in just the right way, hit all the buttons for me. That would be my favorite. Um, followed of course by Evil, cause Evil is perfect and wonderful and spectacular, etc. cetera. Um, now I will say labels that existed before um, Fortune 500, Bandcamp was actually a pretty new thing whenever they like the early labels started. Um, the labels that I gravitated to, um, of course, were like in the, is it Chill Wave? Is it Witch House? I, I miss that era started. so much. Same. I mean, I'll admit, I, I of course, I followed, the course, Crash Cymbals, Her Tapes, um, Orange Milk. Um, I even followed, even though I fucking trashed C-Punk, I did follow Cole Records because some of their releases were not quite, like, the C-Punk vibe, and they didn't give off, oh, we're ego-driven, and this is more image-driven than That was Splash Club 7's label, right? That was, uh, Ultra Demon. Oh. Ultra Mm -hmm. Demon,
1: Okay.
3: that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um... So I did follow Coral for some things, um, but a lot of the early, like a lot of the, they have released the uh, labels that were releasing Vaporwave pre-getting coined as Vaporwave were like, and it wasn't just Vaporwave, but it was like cool internet music in general were like Sun Up, or uh, Sun Up Recordings from uh, Marcus Eads whenever he ran it, and then mm-hmm. Scott Michael with Atlantis. and mm-hmm. um, and then uh, somebody had, I know I saw somebody mention Vapor Babes a little bit. Honestly, I wish I remembered more about Vapor Babes. Um, like I said, I want to say it was the same person that was releasing multiple things where he had like a group of people that were releasing on that label. But I, I want to say that they maybe release about 10 or so albums and then they just kind of disappeared because I didn't really see or hear very much from them. But it also could have been that I tuned out whenever pirate violence came into the picture, which I still don't really know what that is. I have Um, no
2: idea what that means. (laughs) Yeah. And
3: I, like, so I'm trying to think of other labels, but like, really, Bandcamp was kind of new in our realm. So many people were instead using SoundCloud. True. SoundCloud was like the bigger thing. Um, That was how I found Drips. That was how I found a ton of artists. Um, And i got to give a shout out real quick to Bitter TV. Because bitter TV got me into a few artists. Yes, he got me into a few artists through, um, amid, through um, a mix series that he and another person were doing called uh, Do Control, but it was just it would usually be spelled C T R L. That mm, was how I got into cool. each stroke. That was how I heard about Bodyline. That was how I heard about Love a lot body of Bodyline. Oh, Bodyline yes. good. Yes, and he would do these mix series. That would be, he would ask for people to do it, and my first 101.7 WAVE release was done as a 15-minute mix through through that that SoundCloud. That SoundCloud was usually our main component. Bandcamp was kind of there, kind of not, but, I mean, early Vaporwave was released through some of these Bandcamp pages. I mean, Lasership Stereo was on mm-hmm. Sunup and Atlantis. Hell yeah, Lasership Stereo. Yes. Yeah.
1: collabed with 18 karat affair no or did a split i think
3: yes they did it they did a split release called pleasure control which i really hope gets released on tape again one day because i am still kicking myself that i was poor as fuck and did not buy that tape because now i can't find it anywhere and whenever it is up it is expensive and it bums me out if anybody is looking to sell their pleasure control tape hey Talk to me on Twitter. That's a good release. I got you. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Hook me up. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other labels. I'm blanking. How was? I think think you've done a pretty good job.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's a lot of name dropping. I mean, that's really impressive. I'm gonna once again. I'm gonna once again add Chill Mega
2: Chill to that uh, list as well.
3: Thank you. Chill Mega Chill. I feel like well, this you know, they, they had the, those Chris Halloween people.
1: comps, right? The chill. They did. Yeah. I, I, was, I, You did were on one.
2: Of those. Yeah. I, I did a song, The Chilling, for one of them. But Can also, I, they I, okay. uh, originally released uh, our buddy George Clanton's music. Uh, yes, Mirror you know. Kisses. Yeah,
0: Mirror
3: kisses, kisses.
2: That's uh, right. You know, I believe Soaking Wet was uh, originally released on Chill Mega Chill. Unbelievable. Okay, Dr.
3: Chris, I'm going to ask you because you have to remember. Cool didn't okay. george did a, didn't george do a cover of eyes without a face didn't
2: yes he history? did it was on yes. youtube and i remember watching it was it it was definitely no. was it eyes without a face or was it um it, it was eyes
3: without i think it, was, it was, a was eyes
1: without a face i'm pretty sure i was either eyes
2: without a face or that if you leave i won't cry what's that song? i
1: think it was eyes without a face
2: it was eyes without a face yeah he did it was a youtube video of him doing it and i don't believe it's up there anymore
3: I know. I tried to look for it, and then I thought that maybe I was remembering it wrong. But I was like, "No, he definitely did." Thank you. No, he definitely did. You're not crazy.
2: crazy. I was. was, was, I couldn't remember which song it was if it was that or or the other one I was singing. But it was. You're right. It was "Eyes Without a Face." Correct. Yeah. I do remember a straight up, uh, yeah, like, you know, '80s cover of that song. Guys, Um, we are
1: coming to the end of our broadcast. This is the part that you know all too well, where you get to shout out anything and everything you want and tell us a little bit about anything cool you have coming up or just say anything you have the floor
3: well first and foremost i at least gotta say um for the people that really like billy idol um you gotta hear the um italian version of eyes without a face that was released by an artist called roberto sandrini called aki suda it is actually better in my opinion than eyes without a face because Instead of like the hard rock bridge, it's like a beautiful piano solo. It's fucking. Okay.
0: Sick. Damn. I'm
3: just saying. So. Jazz, I just saw that. I don't know if I have the patience for my own podcast. I'm sorry, friend.
1: Farplane <laughs> says sorry. Lux Elite third co-host of hot takes.
3: <laughs> Maybe. That'd be I have cool. a lot of ridiculous bullshit to spout. It's fun. <laughs> I have more ridiculous bullshit to spout.
1: <laughs> you just have to I'm... ask people every once in a while what sucks.
3: <laughs> and I would answer with a lot of things stock.
1: No, uh, so, with a lot.
3: <laughs> I, I won't do that. I like being positive. Um so okay, things that I'm doing. Um, things that I'm working on. Um, so um this week or next week I will be um part of Homesick Halloween Fest, which I'm Hell really yeah. excited mm-hmm. about. So um, yeah. doing something Love different. Them. Yes, I'm yeah, really shout out be careful
1: it. in Leo. Absolutely
3: yes. shout out
2: be careful in Leo. Excellent humans.
3: Yes, like I'm really excited about it because instead of doing a typical luck set, it is 100 percent like a synth ween like part ED yes, sure.
0: soundtrack,
3: part yes, part ED soundtrack, part synth wave, like very dark and vibes, sleep patterns doing my visuals and like the Shout stellar. out sleep pattern. Yes. So I'm really yeah. excited about that. Um I'm also um, working actively with Gilbazal right now. He is doing visuals for my Helios Online set. Hell um, yeah,
1: Helios Online.
3: Yes. Um, So that will be really neat. We're actually going to be doing something really different than typical commercial break visuals that I usually use for Lux. Um, Mm. More on that later. Um, So that's happening. I feel like there's there's a cool remix that I've hinted to on my Twitter. that is not out yet, but I. That think I almost said something too. about. You did. I heard oh, that I started good laughing. Oh, good way to
1: stop yourself. I was like,
2: nice to
3: yes. Oh, it's okay. said nice I, editing. I, yes, but I did. I did hint to it. I'm sure everybody already knows, but like, it's coming soon. From what I've been told, um, the folks that are part of it actually really, really enjoyed it. So I'm really stoked because I get really nervous about doing remixes because I'm always afraid I'm going to fuck them up. But they liked it, so that's all good. Um, What else? Um, I'm supposed to be... We were actually supposed to in mid-October... Actually, no, mid-September. We were supposed to be releasing new classics on tape. But that has gotten pushed back some. I don't know if I'm supposed to divulge any more than that. Um, But new classics is is supposed to be coming out soon. Um, I will keep you guys informed Y'all heard it here. Yes, there you go. Um... And Noir is coming out on tape soon, and of course, um, probably in the winter time, I will be focusing more on releasing Blue Eyeshadow on tape. Um, that would be sick. So, Ooh, yes. hope y'all guys Doom heard that. Trip. Yes. Very cool. Um, and uh, God, I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't know what else it would be. Um,
1: Homesick Fest I, Helios remix yeah. doom trip.
3: Oh. Yes, and then also I have another mix that I did that I just finished, that I sent off. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that. I used Yes, I used to do I used to do a whole bunch of like radio station like radio show guest mixes for people. Like I did one for St. Pepsi back in the day. I did one for Young Muslim back in the day. And I've done some other like guest mixes. And I was asked to do a guest mix again. I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal. Go one. ahead.
1: Yeah, you can. You can say it.
3: Okay, it's for Space Jam's, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. they asked me to release, um, or they asked me to do a mix, like an hour-long mix. So I did like this, like cumulative best of mix based upon my favorite tracks from these four mixes that I did between late 2012 and very early 2013. So that's going to be really exciting. It felt like a Neon Nights higher. episode. Yeah so um yeah i think that is about it i can't remember anything else watch me remember something and be like god damn it i forgot but i think
1: i think and uh, um space jams is a uh an outrun mostly outrun synthwave uh radio show out of uh, great britain run by a really nice guy named jack d uh dj named jd he's done work with dan terminus uh, Lost Outrider, uh, LeBrock, bunch of well-known artists in the Outrun synthwave scene. I've done a couple of sets for him and now he's going to have Lux on there.
3: Yes, I'm excited about it. It's going to be really rad. Um, and I think that's about it. And also, oh wait, wait, before I let you guys do your thing and I'm so sorry this is going over. Um, no, I'm go, so we're sorry good. that I've not been able to like pay attention to the chat. I'll have to like rewatch it again. But I yes. appreciate the fact that 52 of you guys are in here. Like, listening to this um if you have any questions that you wanted to ask me and i did not get to if you want to ask me on twitter go for it and i'll try to answer asap although i might be disappearing um there's some fun irl things happening that i am not really Ooh. alluding to so i might be disappearing from twitter for a few weeks but uh, hell yeah yeah
1: do you want to address uh, this question last minute that uh that alex asked three fortune yeah. 500 releases that people should check out
3: oh god Damn it, that's a hard question. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, the three that popped up at the top of my head. I apologize because every all of these Fortune 500 releases are extremely special to me, and I do not like ranking Fortune 500 releases whatsoever because all of them for me have been special. There is something Topaz that gang. was charming to me Topaz that gang. I love.
2: Topaz gang. Topaz gang.
3: Tuxedo Princess is definitely yeah. one. Tuxedo Princess was amazing to me. Second release mm. that I would mention, if somebody were to check it out, would be Video 2000's Midnight Ride. That album was the beginning of what I believe is, I guess, is now called VHS Pop. Um, that one is really cool. A lot of people should get into it. I really liked his like mashup material of like really rad like funk with like two pop vocals. Like Sunsets, fucking crazy. Um, and then finally, Kodak Cameo's Riviera. That's a for good one. For the love of God, yeah, yeah. Powder, please put that out on tape one day, my friend. If you're hearing this, I would love to see Riviera get the recognition it deserves with a tape release because that album is perfection. I actually I have, to really good. Shout out to, I have to give a shout out to SPF 420 for that because I would not have known about oh. Kodak Cameo if you did not do an SPF 420 show first. As soon as I heard it, I was like, "I have to have him on Fortune 500." Shout mm-hmm. the fuck out, SPF 420. I Stay love out. you, Chaz. I love you, Liz. You guys are everything. So there you go.
1: Those amazing. All right, Chris, what do you have coming up, bro? Uh,
2: okay. So um, I think uh, just uh, last a couple of week or a week or so ago, the Winter Quilt Remix album came out. I've got a song on that. Nice. Remix of uh, his cloven hoof. Um, the pop culture remix album is coming out soon. I've got a remix of Yukon on that. Uh, Terminally chill in Nor. Terminally chill NorCal is occurring on September second, which is this Friday, right? Yeah, this Friday, and with uh, of course uh, Fantacat hosting it, and our Hell special yeah. guest will be of course Alex. A.K.A. Trucks Passing Trucks, A.K.A. the uh, man in charge of Pacific Plaza, A.K.A. our previous guest, who was a wonderful, yeah. wonderful, wonderful time speaking to him. You guys should go check out that previous episode if you haven't already. And also, uh, his right hand man, Earthboy Advance, will also be there as well, doing a throwing down a set. And then uh, the following week is would be the seventh uh, 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 in Philadelphia. Will be terminally chill.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and that will be on the 7th. And that will your DJs for that event will be myself and Pat Chennington and James from Death's Dynamic Shroud. And we will be throwing it down in Philadelphia on the 7th.
3: I want to go so bad. I would oh, we
1: got to, to, to be there.
3: God damn.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. Fun. And then one more thing. Uh, the George Clanton show in Philadelphia is October 14th. But then after that, our buddies, uh, the Philadelphia record label Virtua 94, are throwing an after party for that at Warehouse on Watts. So, so once neat. you're done seeing George Clinton, mosey on down to Warehouse on Watts, and I'll be performing along with uh, Death Dynamic Shroud with James and Tech doing a show as well. Sick. And, yeah, so it'll be Skeleton Lipstick and Death Dynamic Shroud. And Woo. then, of course, a lot of great artists from the uh, Virtua 94 roster will be opening, including Todofsky, Mr. Hideyoshi, and Paranormal. And some others. And I think there might be some special guests at that as well, but we'll see. So anyway, once you're done, if you're in Philadelphia and you're going to the George Clannon show, once that's over, head over to Warehouse on Watts to go see myself and James and Tech and a bunch of other fun surprises.
3: Please go dance for me, people. Amazing. I really want to go to a dance party so bad. Dance for me, please. Love of fucking God. Do it. There. There's my <laughs> there. <sister>. Sorry. <laughs> Isaac, I want right. to what
1: do you have to say. So So I got a lot of stuff going on. We have the Homesick Halloween edition. I have a 30-minute uh, Dark Synth set that uh, Be Careful is doing my visuals for. Um, I've seen the visuals. They are brutal. Be Careful is very skilled. Um, you're definitely going to want to tune in because if you thought my Rosewood Rise set was was bombastic, this one is full of bruisers. It's violent, man. Um, Big-time Carpenter Brute, Perturbator, Mega Drive-type vibes. Um for helios online which i'm also participating in i've got a 20 minute um wave set uh chris i talked with you a little bit about wave it's like yeah like kind of like witch house influenced edm you know like radio yeah, friendly trap music drops and, and shit yeah
2: yeah in it as well it's, i'm it's very proud of it fun. very nebulous and ambient too.
1: very much yeah, so fun. it's it's but very a, short but a solid like track you know, with a solid uh, structure you know what i mean uh, in my typical fashion, I mean, it ends with, like, absolute, an absolute explosion. Uh, so Tom, I'm very, very chaos. excited. You're going to love it, Chris. I can't wait for you to hear it, can't honestly. Because uh, yeah. I know you're a big fan of, uh, you know, like, of Dream and a, that sort I'm of thing. I'm a big
2: fan of wave music in general, absolutely.
3: Yes.
1: Got a wave set both, coming out for both y'all. Of
3: these sets are amazing. I'm just saying. Oh, I you're too you.
1: kind. Aw. And then I they got a, something real yeah. special I just got to go grab real quick.
2: Ooh. Oh. What's what? the special thing?
3: I don't know.
2: What the? I can't wait. I'm oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw this in your story, man. How fun. Look at that in big letters. So, my October boy.
1: 29 in Santa Ana, California. Oh, man. Virtual Memory 27 featuring Hell yeah. I've never seen my name so big in my whole life with it's Mittens, daddy. Trucks Passing Trucks, our man uh, Pacific Plaza, we got uh, Earthboy Advanced Groovy Kaiju, the Homie Aaron. In chat with, yes! I guess I'm headlining. I mean, my name is Young the biggest. Is I have a Steve
2: A. of uh, Vaporwave. Dude, sure. you're
1: so kind. I have a one hour Future Funk set that is going to have how every booty fun. bouncing. You're not going to believe fun. how fun it's going to be. Really I mean, when, is
2: it, when is this again?
1: When October 29th. It's a Friday, and I really want to go. Fanta Cat's gonna be there, dude. I'm so So excited. And then there is also still the upcoming Arizona show. We've got a soft date for it. Uh, It's gonna be November. We don't have it announced yet. Uh, We don't have the (laughs) performers all ready and set up and ready to go yet. But I've asked off. So, going to be doing... Is, is Fanta Cat coming to that? Fanta Cat is not going to the Arizona show, but she's going... No, to... no, no, to the Yeah, uh, to the she said she got her tickets, and she got her, virtual like, plane manager. tickets and everything. So, obviously, you oh, can get awesome. prints. Uh, I don't have the link, but you can get prints from uh, Gumroad or whatever. All Hell Breaks Loops. $7. Yes. He did the artwork. I mean, they're amazing. Wow. Uh, they
3: keep AF, and they arrive really quickly. I just got mine today as
0: well. Aww.
1: Very, very last thing, guys. The official Hot Takes Spotify playlist. I've yes. linked in chat. Check it out. Uh, it's going to be me and Chris's favorites, plus people we've had on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you enjoyed the episode, subscribe, follow. We're on every social media. Uh, I'll post the link tree. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, and uh, tune in next week. If you enjoyed the episode with Lux, and you're new to Hot Takes... Join the Hot Takes Army. Be here, in, yes, not man. next week, be here in two weeks, because I've, I've already, already been this talking with the man about who's going to be on next, and I think you guys are going to be excited.
3: Isaac, I think right. I need to interrupt, but is it going to happen in two weeks? Because there's an IRL thing happening in two weeks.
1: Oh,
2: what's two weeks IRL thing? What's happening in two weeks?
1: Okay. We'll, we're, uh, we're on, on the same day as us? We'll, we, we may or may not have Hot Takes in two weeks, but um, we will communicate. Okay. We will communicate. Thank you for keeping me honest. Yes, I was
3: just like, wait a second. Yeah. Oh, dear.
1: Thanks for the follow. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We love y'all. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Love you. thank you to our mods, and thank you to new and old fans
0: alike. Good night. Yes. Good night. Good night, everybody.